Blank Jack with Griffin and David. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third. Drop Milligan. Don't know what to say or to expect. What more can I say? All you need to know is that the name of the show is Batman K. I need you to survive the podcast. Uh, what is that? John Boyega says that at one point. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah, Great. I that's a good, that. that's we, a good we, one. We were struggling. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah. That's cool. Good one. cool. <laughs> there are, What's, what does he need to survive? The night. Okay. The night. Yeah, okay. I remember okay. that. It's yeah, a trailer line. Yeah. There are yeah. only four quotes on mm-hmm. the Detroit IMDb quotes page, and the other three come from the racist cop. Yep. Will Poulter. Right. And can sure. not be reworded into funny <laughs> podcast openings. <laughs> um, I have so many thoughts on him. Wait till we get there. Hey, this is a whole movie of thoughts. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Griffin Newman. I'm David Sims. And this is Blank Check with Griffin David. We are hashtag the two friends. And th- this is, in terms of the number of people on mic, the biggest episode we've ever done yeah except for the live revenge of the sith one i guess but that sure. was all people were dropping by this right. is the most that we're all on mic at the same time right the whole time the, the rugrats are meeting the wild thornberries what else we got what oh, are some good cross turtles when they met the Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. When Friends Classic. and Mad About You, didn't they cross right. over? Well, they, you know, they had Ursula. Yeah. Right. When, yeah. when Urkel went to Full House. Yes. Mm-hmm. When, when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles met the turtles from different time periods. Yeah. James, uh, James, sure. James, so you guys from, a, wait, no, I don't know. That's a this isn't a time James. travel. Well, I guess the Jetsons was time travel. That was right? time travel. It's oh, just but it was bringing two factions. It's bringing factions. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. You got wrong, factions James. going here. Two friends are right, meeting right. three friends today. Uh, th- this is we uh, one of our favorite movie podcasts that we invoke a lot. Uh, we have had yeah, all man. three of these men on as guests separately. That's right. And people were happy, but they said, "Okay, but when are you going to do the full on crossover? This is a crossover. When a are you going to blast our eardrums <laughs> with too much yelling?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From a combination of six <laughs> irritable people. Welcome to Black Men Catch Up in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Uh, I don't want to do it for this one. James. Is, yeah, you're right. I don't want to do it you're for right. this Actually, one. You're right about that. You're, you're right. We're just. Okay, uh, hello, hello. What is uh, that? That's, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's the that. only thing that I could He's doing a Detroiter do. song. What was yeah. the name of the group? Yeah, what was the group's name? Uh, the Dramatics. 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 They're real. Right? They're real. Right? Yeah, they're real. Great group. name. Uh, so this is this is uh, Blank Check meets Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. Yep. Yeah. Uh, is there a cool name? We get. Th- I gotta think of a cool name. Like, was it? Uh, a Blank Man Can't <laughs> Check <laughs> in Hollywood. Sure. Done. Done. We did it. I mean, it's better than black check. <laughs> yeah, I was like, black check. You can't do that. <laughs> black check can't jump in Hollywood. Yeah. No, it's for us. Honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah it does. It does. You could have called your podcast that. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, th- this is a podcast about filmographies, directors who have massive success early on and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes the checks clear mm. and sometimes they bounce. Baby. Case in point. Case in point. This mm-hmm. is a bouncer. This is a yeah. big bouncer from a woman who seemed to be on a real can't miss role she yep. seemed to have after a, a real rocky career of ups and downs mm-hmm. yeah, you know true. she had found her footing yeah and had become a full force canonical People were like oh major big american movie filmmaker. on the way gotta yeah what's this gonna be you know <laughs> and we've done a couple miniseries now in a row where 
the people kind of get their groove back. Or even following up with someone like Shyamalan a year or two later. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and he rebounds. They finally figured it out, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They pulled out of the tailspin. When we decided to do a Catherine Bigelow miniseries, we thought the run was going to continue. That's true. We decided to do this before this before movie this came movie. out. Right. Yeah. right. And we were like, oh yeah, she's got this big movie coming out in the summer. That'll be, that'll be a good thing to peg it to. Right. Uh, and now it's a real bummer of a way to end a miniseries. Because <laughs> it's a movie yeah. that is very frustrating yeah. on a number of levels. Yeah. Uh, and also just... Uh, just on release, people were like, ah. Nope. And, and then that was was wildly that. unsuccessful. Yeah. And it leaves a big question mark as to where her career is going to go next. If she's mm. going to stay in the zone and try to correct or if she's going to take another swing. Because she's certainly someone who's shifted in terms of styles and genres before. Sure. The movie we're talking about is Detroit, mm-hmm. and we have, of course... And the miniseries is Pod 19, The Widowcaster. The miniseries is Pod 19, The Widowcaster. <laughs> and we have John Braylock, That's James III, and Jerron Milligan yep. here on the Woo. show today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just clearly want to establish my voice for the listener. It's the one that sounds uh, less irritated, but also... I haven't done anything yet. What are you doing? I'm just saying, like, I haven't it, done anything. It's like smooth. It's the it's the rational. Uh, are you going to just say what our podcast is? Are you going to do that keel. intro? Are you going to do? A oh crossover? yeah, oh yeah. Uh, this dude. Just for those who who don't know, <laughs> black men can't jump. We review films starring you know leading black actors, and we talk about them in the context of race in Hollywood. So this would fall under. This falls under. This that. Falls but you under, guys yeah. hadn't done this movie, but we hadn't done no. this well, movie. Any reason? Honestly, uh, I fought very hard against it. Great. So much so that when this came up, this crossover episode, I low key forgot the movie until <laughs> I had to start looking for oh. it, and my anger for it instantly came back. Yeah, <laughs> this is. I feel like this is the kind of movie you always are railing against on your podcast. Oh, the thing is, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, this movie literally ruined the first half of my morning, but I went on a walk, got to center myself. And now I feel calm. Oh, cool. right. See, John like thought I was going to yell. No, no, this. no. I he, rode he, up he, in the he, elevator he, with James. Yeah. And he was like, I just finished it. I, I finished <laughs> it and then walked straight here. So, And I sort of basically said like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. The last movie she did before this was Zero Dark Thirty? Correct. Yeah. That was like a long period of that time, was right? five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Right? Four years ago? Yeah. 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 2012. Four, yeah. five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. And there was a weird series of things she almost did. I mean, I yeah, don't think she, it was an issue of her not being able to get a movie made. I think it was her being indecisive about what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, because it was that movie Triple Frontier. Right. That's now came, being made by someone else. It was J.C. Chandor, but I don't. I, he might have dropped out. They keep on switching the cast around. She announced right after Zero Dark Thirty, which was wildly successful. Controversial, but made a yeah, ton of money. Say, yeah. Controversial. But and it made money and it got yeah. Oscar nominations right. and, you know. She yeah, won yeah. for that one, right? She, no, she won for, she her, won her, for locker. her locker. Her locker got you. But the other big thing is Zero Dark Thirty is financed by Annapurna. Uh-huh. And Megan yep. Ellison, Ellison, who's got endless cash flow, right? Yep. Says like, and I love Megan Ellison's like, I want to make movies that aren't like right. studio crap. I want to make like movies that are important, blah, blah, blah. But right? I think like, she's particularly proud of Zero Dark Thirty. It was the most successful movie they had. So yeah, and she, everyone was like, it'll never work. Right. Like, right. Yeah. And yeah. it was a full on like blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so I think she's got a real blank check here. Megan Ellison will bankroll whatever she wants to make. She almost does Triple Frontier. I think the cast was supposed to be Johnny Depp, Tom Hanks, and Will Smith. Whoa. At one point, at one point, right. at one point, the, it's, the, 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 on, it's, it's in pre-production shifting. now. I'm looking at it. J.C. Shandor, you're right. Mahershala, uh, Mahershala. Except now he's on the IMDb. I feel like he was announced. They announced at one point it was going to be Mahershala and the two Afflecks. 
No Afflecks. Right now, the cast is Pedro Pascal, Charlie Hunnam, Mark Wahlberg, Garrett Hedlund. That's a weird. Wow, really? But I think Mahershala is definitely supposed to be in it. I know he's yeah. now in True Detective. She should have had a blank check after uh, Point Break. I mean, because let's well, think about she, it. She did. She did. We talked oh, about she did. it. Oh, now, Strange Days. Strange Days. Oh, no. Strange, Strange Days, Strange my friend. Which is the movie she made right after it, which James Cameron, her ex-husband, mm-hmm. had this crazy deal at Fox off of Terminator 2 where they were like, we'll give you $600 million to make however many movies you want. And he's like, cool, I'm going to take $70 million to make True Lies. We don't have to re-explain Strange Days. We don't have time for that. Come on. But there's a lot of overlap between Strange Days and Detroit. Except Strange Days is a movie about like uh, police brutality. It's a movie about- It's a movie made in the wake of the LA riots. Right. It's it's a movie about like an anxious city becoming violent. But it's not about a real incident. And it's also a sci-fi movie. It's a sci-fi movie and it has, yeah, I don't know. It has a big cast. Oh, I remember. This. But it bombed really hard, and that's that. That was a check bounce. Took oh, her while wow. to recover from that. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. she almost does Triple Frontier. She almost sets up a that. show at HBO that doesn't go. Yeah. And I yeah, think there right. are one or two other movies. The Bo Bergdahl movie, which became Serial Season right, which Two, turns into Serial Season was Two, all which research, is, which is so weird. weird. Right. That's because it's Mark Bowl, her right. screenwriting uh, collaborator, who is working on these things with her. Yeah. But it's yeah. a thing that sometimes happens when people. Uh, have this much momentum is they become a little paralyzed by committing to one thing. Right. Sure. Because it always has to be great. Right. You can't fail. Exactly. So then she lays her chips down on this. Uh-huh. On Detroit. But for a long time, no one really knew anything about it. They just said, okay, it's a movie about the Detroit riots. It's her and Bull. Yeah. And then cast was starting to come out. Boyega was announced. Everyone assumed Boyega was the lead because he was hot off of Star Wars. This is true. But people didn't know the title. They didn't know the plot. They didn't know the scope of the story until the trailer started coming out in the summer. And very quickly, people were like, uh, "Oh, yeah." Also, it's like it doesn't need to be called Detroit. Okay, thank you. Calling it like, Detroit. Why did you is call a, it Detroit? Well, I think one problem they have is there's the book um, called. I need to find. I want to find the but exact. Isn't the title. book solely about the um, actual hotel? Yes, but that's the thing. The it's called the Algiers Motel, Motel incident, right, right. but they do not owned the rights to that book. Okay, interesting. John Hersey refused to sell the rights. So they couldn't call it Algiers Motel or anything like that, I think. That was their one of their roadblocks. Now, of course, you might be thinking, like, I'm going to make a movie about the Algiers Motel incident. Huh, they want someone who writes the book. Maybe I shouldn't make the movie. Like, oh, maybe this is a bad idea. Right, because this book is like, the book apparently is written by a white guy, but the thing about it is, is that apparently it's like one of the most accurate and like, right. Thoroughly researched. Yeah, sure. like respected but conversations they about like race. They weren't allowed to use it, if that makes sense. Which is crazy because I'm thinking like, if you have this book that's respected about this incident and that actually talks about race and the guy sees a problem maybe with your script <laughs> right, or right. your movie, maybe you should listen to the right. dude who like black and white and people from Detroit actually valued. Right. Okay. But, Wait, but, why? What was the reason? Was there a stated reason why he didn't? Want uh, I'm gonna find a few because okay. I think there is one. But, um, but I agree with you. I made this point on our Lincoln episode, and David said I was really petty for saying that. But I think it hurts that movie that it's called Lincoln because it's not about Abraham Lincoln. No. It's about the passing of that amendment. <laughs> and I similarly think like Lena Dunham got fucked over by calling that show Girls because people were like, "This is a show about all girls," you know? <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, felt like not. she was constantly asked to like represent everything. That's not the only problem with this movie. 
But this yeah. movie is not about Detroit. Not and it is. It's not about the Detroit riot. At all. Not even a little bit. I mean, really, <laughs> no. it's about one specific incident. Yeah. And but the trailer made it seem like it was about the Detroit yes. riot. Posters yes. are the streets. Yes. Yes. And the way it was yeah. sold, right. Because the way it was sold was like, this needs to be told. Yeah. And it's right. all these like sort of vague posters just of the city and the streets. And you and have like John Boyer saying survive the night, which makes it feel like it's going to be an on the ground. Like this is what it felt yeah. like to be in the middle of this. And then it's just a movie about this one incident. I think the, my single biggest issue with this movie is I think it's precisely the wrong size. I think it's both like too big and too small. Mm. Like it kind of needed to pick a lane and either be this like, yeah. well, aside from the problem that she probably wasn't the person to tell the story. Right. But, like, it either needs to be a large tapestry of, like, this is explaining this entire circumstance yeah. and showing a lot of different characters over a period of time. Or it needs to be, like, just in the motel. And she's kind of trying to do both a little bit. Yeah. Like, the central 80 minutes of the movie is just the motel. And then she sure. tries to put some context at the right. top and some closure at the end that yeah. doesn't really Oof. go down well. The closure at the end, I think, really hurts. Ooh, that, 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 oh, man. I had to pause it and get up at the closure part. Because I'm like, <laughs> you got my man just... And again, I know he, I, first off, I need to know what kind of movie she was trying to make. Yeah. Was it a horror movie? For instance, like if you were going to make a horror movie, then like you should have just stuck down. That middle chunk that. is a horror okay. movie. It is. Right? But the thing is, right. I couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah. If I, that was the point, Get Out was that. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like Get Out made a horror movie and they set it up like a horror movie where this right. movie. This movie I is know what not you were doing. documentary style horror movie or yeah. I mean, whatever. Sure. But it's a, I, uh, I would have issues with the movie, but I still I think the movie would be 30 percent better if she just made a movie that never left the Algiers. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it yeah. was that simple for she was like, I just want to do ratcheting tension. I want to do a story that's a microcosm I, of what's going I on. I, I, I still don't think no, the movie would have totally been, worked, but it would have no, been much better. I think people would have been just as angry about the movie, though, because the like a lot of people would have been, been less movie. angry. Still angry. Because so, people were so mad about, like, why are you making me watch this? Like, yes. is your point that the Algiers Motel incident was bad? Because that's not really a controversial or new thing to bring to the table. I, I mean, I went, so I, why, when I saw this movie, there was a talk back with her and yeah, a lot of Yeah, this I want to hear about. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, you know, it was one of those talk backs where, <clears throat> because it was like, you know, union actors and union writers and. Was this like a SAG screening? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, it might have been a DGA screening, to be oh honest. My God. But they, John. Oh, John's fantasy. Okay. But fancy they were like, we're on 54th Street. <laughs> okay, yeah. John. Okay, John. Okay. <laughs> Everyone just literally was like, yeah, look at yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. To, be fair, to be fair, I deserve all of that. That's a so. nice, uh, that's sorry, a nice uh, <laughs> shirt you're wearing, Brett. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, all right. All right. Wait, I want to hear about this. <laughs> this is the beauty of having five, six people on <laughs> It's good. It's like we're all laughing. It's a nice. It's like room tone. Yeah. <laughs> all right, sorry, go ahead. My fault. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. But because uh, so there are no tough questions. They were all softball sure. questions given to her. How many days did it take to shoot? To. Uh, was there a lot of improv? <laughs> <laughs> like the questions that everyone yeah. asks at every. But like yeah. her her continued stated reason and the actor's stated reason for doing the project was like this story needed to be told sure. and it's so relevant to what's happening today. You know, essentially. I took from that uh, people need to know when police when we talk about police brutality it's a real thing and perhaps the only way for people to really understand that is for them to be put in that situation and literally empathize with the people who are going through horrific police brutality and then go oh wow I get it now I get the mistrust of police I get this I get that I, in my mind, I think that's what she was going. Yeah, for this sure. movie has a lot of. I mean, how do we do this? Because the thing is, like, it, yeah. like the initial 
I guess my initial problem with this movie is that I always bring up sometimes like who's the lead of this movie. Uh, That's a great I, question. I, I want to say no lead. the nominal like, lead is Algie Smith, right? It's the Who closest plays Larry see, Connor. See, see, yeah. right. And the thing is, I would never have even thought that he would have been the lead until watching the end of the movie, seeing right. him go to church. Yeah. To me, the person who has won the most screen time, who legit you see his mind I'm going to agree with both, what you're saying right now. It the bothers me. The racist cop is the, the lead of the movie. The racist cop is the lead of this movie. Will yeah. Poulter is the lead of this like, movie. You see, you see him at the beginning. It's oh, true. he's he like, has I'm a not racist. Arc. He's oh, giving the most backstory. He's giving the, the most closure. The whole thing. And I agree with points, this. He's the lead of the movie. At certain points. This, I, I had that realization like 40 minutes and I was like, it's what crazy. the fuck is she doing? Why is he getting the most screen time? And also it's like, am I supposed to feel bad when he's like, he's like, oh, we're not actually killing him. We're not doing like, wait, wait. So you give a shit at a certain point? Like I, I was so baffled about also, if he's going to be lead, what are you saying about him? Like, are you, are you saying he's a leveled multi-layered Racist, right? Like, are we defending the racist? I, I don't think she is, but I think it's just you're, what you're saying. The amount of time you give him, the more she's letting us think about him. He right? has layers. I mean, yes, I've, right, which I, sucks. I, I've been saying this the whole podcast, the whole miniseries, yeah. like especially the Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty. She's like, I'm giving you, you, I'm you bring yourself to this, right? I'm giving you what happened. You can project what you want onto it. I feel like she has this very removed perspective and it really hurts her in this movie it's well especially yes. in the yeah i'm gonna say yeah my problem with this uh, the idea of a removed perspective is like it's inherently a lie <laughs> like yeah, right you right, cannot right. have it's, a removed perspective right. exactly. especially with zero dark 30 i mean like that the idea of like this is exactly how it went down it's like no <laughs> but i also outside. think zero dark 30 is like this kind of like messy gray area story where it's like okay, sure. this thing that we were all very invested in this right. thing that was seen as a great victory when we did it the means to how we got to that point are kind of murky but mm. this story is like no this sucks right it this happened. is bad like right. there's no kind it's of gray documented. area about like but wait a second and also they use certain elements because like when this movie first came out and i remember when john went to that screening i like started googling it and started looking stuff up and and they do have that that end card at the end of the movie saying like some of the facts people really don't know, like some things they exaggerated, which I guess I respect. But for instance, sure. the, another thing that bothered me is that they had uh, Easy E. Um, I'm uh, calling J- Easy E. Jason um, Mitchell. Guys, Easy E. Okay, Easy E. Uh, oh easy E. Easy E is it in the movie. It could be an Oscar nomination this year. Easy E. I mean, not for easy, this movie. Not easy E should have got an Oscar nomination last time, but he I'm gonna leave that alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thousand percent. Like yeah, yeah, he definitely should have got it. But the thing about the gun, right? So think about the gun, depending on who you ask about the gun and whether the gun was real, whether the gun was there, like the gun was never found, is that a lot of people say the gun never existed, period. Sure. So pe- a lot of people say the gun just didn't exist. So right. her including and even including, is a bit of editorialization. Yeah, yeah that right. also bothers me because what you do is, is like you show this black dude shooting this gun at the cop, whether the gun was real or not. And they say in the movie, the gun was a toy gun, but he's doing this aggressive act, which almost could say, oh, he is the reason that they came here in the first place, almost putting the blame on them, uh, yeah. which is the thing they say about black people all the time. It's like, oh, what did you say back? What like, did you do to provoke What did you do yeah. to let this if, happen? If yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the gun was something that like... It's a questionable thing. Still it's a question. It's still, like, no still a question yeah. today. Sure. They legit and never found it. that being said, can I just fuck this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yes. No, because that was, that was the thing that upset me the most was like how uh, cock and... What's the cock and bull? What's the term? Yeah, he was well, sure. Yeah, yeah. He uh, uh-huh. uh, when he's like just shooting. Well, that scene is so peculiar. Yeah. we don't know who this guy is. He just <laughs> nope. walks in, right? Um, and like, and uh, and so the if if that is a question, the to show it feels 
like it's her. That's our. That's it's that do thing. Harm to, to yeah, it's that thing to me. Is like oh, and again, the moment I saw him with that gun, I was like, oh, if he shoots once, it's a problem. Okay, he's only going to shoot once. There are literally shots of him just like popping off with this gun, yeah, and I'm like, you're you're literally putting the blame on them with this shot. Like it's Keanu yeah. at the beginning of Point Break. Yeah. Like it's him. It just is. Like, it's like right. just just doing it. And like so now, basically everything that happens from this point, because what you do is you have his black friend say, "Hey, if you do this, they're going to come kill us." So you have it said out loud, right. and then you have him make a choice to keep popping these guns off, and then after that, the whole movie, the racist cop saying, "Where is this gun?" Everything that happens to them is about this gun. That scene essentially makes the movie Hellraiser. Like, if yeah. you open this yes. box, Pinhead's yes. going to come out. Yeah. yeah, And then he does it. So, it, like, it, it weirdly makes the situation less sympathetic. It yeah. does. Because not I re- fully, but, not like, in a way that's, like, she shouldn't bit. be doing right. anything to take away from the horror of these circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. I really liked when the gun was first introduced and he's like, this is, I'm going to show you white privilege, you know? And he's like, and he's, like, playing that game. Like I really like that I mean, scene. He's a good fucking actor. Yeah, yeah but then like the the next scene is just like oh. I. But there are also there are tons of movies that I think are are good that deal with true life stories where we don't know all the details and yeah. they own the mystery and they do not try to dramatize the things we don't know. They make a story intention around that's sure. something like Zodiac where they can't depict the things. Well, right, that's what Zodiac's that no, about. Right, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, I Mark think, Ball is not about that. Sure. Right. But yeah. you could have made a movie if they all knew we don't know exactly what happened in that first room. Mm-hmm. Where we're not seeing what's in that. We maybe Which we hear some noise. After that, whatever. And, and right, 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 the police right. come in and they go, "What happened? Where was the gun?" Sure. And you play into the mystery of no one in this room knows what actually happened. Yeah. Can I give you? We a don't pitch? know what actually happened. Sure. So, like for instance, um, one of the things that happened after this incident is that a church in um, Detroit had their own trial once all the white guys got off, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like this big civil rights thing, and it was just like people from all over, and they they kind of held like their own mock trial of like with real facts, with real issues. And they found the guys guilty, right? To me, it's like if you wanted to really show what happened and maybe have flashbacks, you do something like That's that a, to frame it around. Yeah, just that. frame it around this yeah. thing. We actually go back and see different things and like the, the white girls that were there who talked sure, about it, sure. see like how people viewed it. But don't just show me this crazy horror scene. Right. And also the moment, and the thing that bothered me the most is that before in the horror movie style, when we see the players, when we it see them at the party. House movie. Yeah, yeah. we see it, we see them. Yeah. We see the two white girls who fucked the black dudes. And we know this is now going to be a problem, right? We know the fact that, like, this one dude genuinely likes this one girl. They have a connection. This is now an issue. She's planting seeds. But, I mean, that's the thing. You see, that's the thing about the movie. It's like, right. she wants the tension to be building because she yeah. wants you to go, yeah. like, oh, no, I don't know if he should be firing that yeah. toy gun. Like, ah, shit. You know, like, and she, I, I mean, I'm saying she, she, she. Like, it's, like, only her. I mean, Mark <laughs> Ball wrote the screenplay. Right. But, uh, like, Oh, fuck, I'm losing my train of thought Can I call up the here. elephant in the room while you're regaining your train of thought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to point out quickly, this is the only time in history that Jarrah has been made angry by a swirl being included oh, in a movie. Wow, wow, this is history. Right. Wow, you're actually right. Oh my God, I didn't even think about it. First yeah. off, do we, we do see them kiss, right? Yeah, we yeah, do see you them see them make out. But the thing yeah. that's so interesting about that swirl is that, is that like, one, this is solely about race, but it's also a thing of the... <laughs> It's to think of like that hatred that these white cops felt the moment they saw those white girls sure. in that room. Right. I think in all honesty, and this is this may be my theory. I think in all honesty, and it's not to take away from that situation, but if they would have not been there, if you just wouldn't have saw the white girls, I think this situation for those black men may have been different. I agree. Like, I think it the movie thinks that. Yeah. yeah right. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess what I was trying to say was the movie wants you 
and maybe this is part of the problem to think like, hey man, even if they fucked up by shooting the toy gun, they don't deserve it or what, right? Like yeah. this shouldn't happen. But already you're in this like tricky gray area where like, like you guys are saying, where it's like, or in the same thing where you have different kinds of racist cops where it's like, oh, I think that cop's dumber than that cop. Yeah. That cop's more racist than that cop. Where immediately you're putting people on different levels. Sure. And sure, like two of the cops are like, well, yeah. maybe they're only like 75% racist. Right. And then, of course, like, later uh, we see yeah. a cop who's like, oh, uh, you fucking racist. Or we're seeing right. this cop, who would do this to someone? And like, <laughs> everything you do is so loaded. Like, you right. know, like, well, even if yes. you have maybe some story intention with it. I'll uh, tell you my least favorite scene in the movie. It was the oh scene God. that started making me feel really angry. And it was when I was starting to realize, like, oh shit, Will Poulter's the lead of this movie. That's a when, good call. When he shoots yeah. the guy in the back, right? And then he goes into his Ugh. like his chief's office. And the chief essentially gives him a speech where he's like, this is your last warning. If you keep being yeah, racist. Back on, right. the back on the street. Right. He's crazy. like, I'm pretty sure you just shot a guy for no reason on the street. So I got my eye on right, you. Right, but they, like, that's his. They like present this hero police chief who's like, I know exactly yeah, what's going sure. on. Racism is bad. You better stop it. No good. Very bad. Don't do it. But also get back out there. Well, and kid. also yeah. there's that scene right early on where like the tank like shoots out a window. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, what happened there? Wait a second. And there's no further explanation of it and I, it feels like almost just meant to rattle don't we see a kid looking we out see a kid looking out the window they shoot the window and you're like did something happen did there that is little that, girl just died did a girl a die well, from a tank well, is this well, something that's inciting things but they don't come yeah. back to it during the riots like a, a young a young black girl was killed but the thing that's so fascinating about even I'm happy you brought up the, the, the good police sergeant mm-hmm. or whatever the reason I knew something was off is that as he's describing, everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates Chris? He's, everybody uh, hates Chris. Uh, Tyler Williams. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, he's William, get, Tyler James yes, Williams. He's the one who gets shot. Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's the one who gets shot in the back, right? But as he describes the, the guy who gets shot, <laughs> and he was everybody hates Chris. I mean, they were right. Everybody hated him. Everybody they shot Chris. him in the back. The, he, the, the, the sergeant literally describes him as, oh, yeah, it was the only shooting where a guy leaked out under a car. So, like, you really just threw away the fact that this guy, what, I don't know if he's dead yet, yeah. but I know he was found bleeding under a car, and, like, you're just saying it in passing, like, it's not a big deal. Which speaks to this movie giving you, like, eight minutes of really intense rioting on the streets that are essentially just there to serve as window dressing for the story she wants to that's tell. That's the problem. If, that, you get, if you're yes. making a movie about it, that's fine, but right, instead it just sort of feels like All you like show preamble. were the black people rioting. You see this yeah. one incident, yeah. right, with the black cop going in mm-hmm. undercover and infiltrating. First scene. Mm-hmm. Right. And then immediately things go from, like, zero to six million mm-hmm. with riots in the street without actually presenting a sort of any sort of understanding as to how these things escalate. That there was so much escalation before this moment. What was simmering under the surface. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you could, like, do the right thing, spend two hours setting up. There is setting the, uh, up the animated. The riot. Yes. Right, right. Two hours setting up you know? the riot. There and is this the movie animated is just introduction. Like, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, the quick history uh, lesson. Uh, this, yeah. is my, this is my big problem There's with this movie. Lesson. I think that I can give it as a whole. And I, yeah. and I will say this is, this is just my theory personally. After working at places, um, like, I worked at MTV News, right? John and James know how much I hated it. And I think the problem I have sometimes is that the woke white person thinks they may know a little bit better. And they may use like, oh, my friend or my coworker who is a black person like told me it's okay. So I know she didn't write this movie, but the problem with this movie is that there's nuances missing. Mm -hmm. Like when, when Steven Spielberg did The Color Purple, he knew what he, like the thing is, it was so much pressure. He was so like surrounded by black people who were questioning everything. Like, like everything is like, does this make sense? Why are you doing that? 
which is why that movie has little nuances that are interesting. Like, how does Steven Spielberg know to do this? Because it wasn't him just saying it. You know, like he had help. Whereas in this movie, I don't know if she had the help that she needed to get this done. Like you would have never, you would have never added this quick scene of which people believe did start the Detroit riots, the the speakeasy. Um, people believe that happened. But all you show after that is literally just black people riding in the streets. You didn't show the people and their families who were scared sure. of everything else. I, and uh, starting right. with the speakeasy makes it seem like the speakeasy is what caused the Detroit yeah. riots without giving any sort of pretext other than a fucking animated intro. James, I yeah. can see your burn. Also, like, the animated intro just really rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> also, because it, yeah. like, it starts with, like, the Great Migration. Right. Blah, blah, blah. The walk, Great Migration? It, like, it's like, it's <laughs> the like, great that's migration. how it, st- yeah, it starts with that. And then right. it goes, like, the, and, and then, like, you know, and then they they started working and then they moved to the <laughs> suburbs and then shit happened. That's the. It's like that <laughs> they, joke. They pulled the money away. <laughs> it's like that joke on, like, sitcoms where people go, like. Can you tell me the story? Just start at the beginning. And they go, okay, I was born in 18. <laughs> yeah, and right, you go yeah. like later. No. And then they go ahead too far. Like the right. movie tries to give you too much context. And then it's like, hurry it up. And they're like, okay, we'll get to the point. Yeah. But you're yeah. missing the stuff that actually is relevant to this specific well, tale. I feel like that that animated opening, more so than anything else, really clarifies that Catherine Bigelow was making this film for a white audience. Yes, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, it, and not and only a white audience, what but you're like saying a white... The talk back sounds like that too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, sure, sure. She's like, people need people to know need that to this know. happened. Uh, and, and the idea was like, okay, there are a bunch of white people who like don't understand like why black people mistrust police. And I need to show them with this film. And like, I need to give them like a little quick history lesson so that they understand you know, what was happening and the inequality that was happening to them here and then why they started rioting and then show the riots and then show how devastating the riots were by like showing a maybe a little girl just got shot by a tank, mm-hmm. showing this kid that we don't know, you know, who's like who's like taking groceries and and, and then getting him him getting shot in the back. Even if a white person's like he shouldn't have been stealing those groceries, but he didn't deserve to die. And then, you know, uh they shouldn't be yeah. rioting, but you know, yeah. it, it is pretty, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy that the tanks are happening yeah. and then it's like, well, they shouldn't have shot that gun at those police, but you're right. I mean, they didn't That's, deserve to have a night of horror. You know, it's yeah, all it's, like, it's right. always it's like all, this. Like, there's equivocation. And even if the movie's not trying to equivocate it, you, it's that you have, you equivocate. It, yeah. It's letting yeah. you, it's, and, it, it leaves the space for it. And, and also the problem is as a tension based filmmaker, that opening chunk of like riot, stuff mm. is so frightening in the same way that the mm. stuff in the Algiers motel is because she's going for intensity mm. where she's making it look like a horror movie sure. yeah. rather than like a moment of sort of like uprising something that has a statement behind yeah. it. You know? I'll tell you this right now. This is it's tricky and this is in defense of Catherine Bigelow. I, I respect that she tried to like help sure. show the light of that but the thing that's so tricky about it and I don't know the answer to this. I I mean, we talk about it on our podcast. I don't know, because I think Steven Spielberg did a good job with The Color Purple, I can't sit here and say that a white person can't direct uh, a movie about black people. I can't say that a woman can't direct a movie that deals on man, men issues. Like, I right. can't say that if you're informed. But the thing that's very, very hard for me is that as a black person, even right now walking down the street, if I walked out with you guys, say John and James were here, and it was a cop that come up, I will all automatically tense up. Like that's just how I'm in. It's just it just happens because at the end of the day is that I don't know the difference when I first see someone whether this is a good cop or a bad cop. 
I know they are good cops. I know they exist. I know they're great. But I don't know who I'm seeing right now until the confrontation or the incident happens. So the fact that she had this movie where there's even a part where like the 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 white girls when they get taken out of the room by the um was it by the uh, uh it's not a cop he's a um, national guard, the, the national guard. guard. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. goes are you gonna tell the cops we're here are we safe are you gonna tell the cops we're here in that statement right there to me that is what this movie needed to get to sure, that statement right. is like the, the fear you have right now is you right. can't tell who is here to help you yeah. and these are the people who are hired to protect you and you are scared now okay so I, there there are two bigger issues uh, I feel like we're we're talking about now that that are the two main things that this movie represents that we need to talk about one is the sense of like who gets to tell what stories Mm -hmm. and bigelow is a really interesting person to talk about in that light because like her two biggest movies are movies about masculinity yeah are like point break and heart locker Locker. right and then zero dark 30 i'd say is like the third sure and that's one of only like two movies she made that has like a female lead Mm -hmm. most of her Uh, career has been about depicting sort of testosterone with this outsider yeah. perspective but with this level of like specificity and detail and point breaks a lot more heightened is a little more satirical mm-hmm. hurt lockers a lot more stripped down but you watch both those movies and it's like she's getting some things about masculinity that i don't know a male director would have the distance to be able to perceive mm-hmm. but it also feels like with those movies she did her time she did her research film is collaborative i feel mm-hmm. like when people talk about like well, this person shouldn't be allowed to tell this story. They ignore the fact that there are a lot of people involved in a movie. But the difference is someone like Spielberg coming in with Color Purple and knowing what he doesn't know and knowing when to listen and when to ask versus like, I think I got this. I think yeah. I have a solid handle on this story. Well, and also, I mean, you know, it's written, it's made by, directed by her. Sure. It's written by Mark Bull. It's produced by Megan Ellison and other white people. You know, you're not seeing a, a lot of at diversity all. at the top of the movie. Like, Barry Aykroyd shot it. Who's the guy? He's uh, he's British for sure, mm-hmm. and he's the guy who like does the Bourne movies. I right. mean, uh, I don't know. They were very concerned about getting the story of what happened inside right. the hotel right. right. As that like, was I detail, think, detail, yeah, detail. like right. that's where all because they did put a lot of research into this movie, but I think that's where most of their research was was like let's recreate this exactly how it happened and really get people to feel. Like they're there so much so, uh, I mean I don't know if you guys found this in your research, but during the talkback they said somebody asked the question like, uh, "How much did you know about this movie before it started?" And what's his? What's the kid who plays the main? Uh, Al, um, Al G Smith. Al G Smith. Yeah. yeah. Al G Smith said nothing. Yeah. Like, and he's only twenty two years. Yeah. Old. He was like, born ninety four. Yeah. They didn't like they they didn't give him a script <laughs> when he was auditioning. He didn't know wow. the character that he was auditioning for. Mm. Uh, and then during the auditions, like they would just do improv, and like the improv would be like him, like being put against the wall, and like you know getting <sighs> roughed up and all that, this dude? stuff. And then like that's what they did oh. when they were filming it. Like she, like she kind of they met the acting. details, right, right, right. Yeah, right, like, like, did right. they not have a? They didn't have an understanding of the the script as a whole. Yeah, they didn't. Like the idea was like so. And then uh, to, to get them to be frightened and yeah, confused or whatever, real, or, like, you know, whatever, really feel to try and tap like, into not, that, to really not know what's going to happen next, you know, uh, that's a weird mm. balance to be like, we're going to research this. We're just going to try to pick things exactly as they were, but not tell actors what's going yeah, on. They said they don't know, they, right. Like Boyega right. was like, they didn't know where the cameras were. When they were filming, that is a horror movie, dude. Well, and this I is, mean, that's what they were yeah. doing, yes. but that they is what they were, were doing. Making a horror I mean, I will say this, like that scene like the main scene of the movie 
is horrifying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's it, effective. It's a very effective in that I was like, I was like, yep. I don't know. Like, there is no right thing to do. Anybody who thinks, you know, oh, why didn't they do blah, 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 would that kind of logic would immediately leave your mind when seeing this movie because you say, there's nothing you can do when somebody is this bent on making sure you're guilty. You're at, you're literally right. your life is at their hands. There's nothing you, you can think you can say the right thing. You could say the right thing, the wrong thing. You could try to stand up for yourself and not stand up for yourself. You know, you can run away, get shot or stay there and get shot. You know what I mean? Cooperate yeah. and still get shot. Yeah. So, so I, you know, what's just yeah. going through your head over and over is like, this is unfair. This is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, right. This is unfair. Like, I right. Agree. Just sort of yeah. Yeah. echoing My, around. Wait, when wait, you're talking, I just mm-hmm. want to, you're talking, was that before the movie came out? Uh, it I'm just was, wondering like where their minds were because I bet they, they felt different. Like a, oh, it was definitely backlash, before yeah. it was before it came out before the definitely reviews. before the wide release. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I feel like it was like maybe like a day or two before like the limited release. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I because it actually still got good reviews for the most part. Uh, kind right. of, yeah. it's like eighty percent or something. Yeah, it is. The Rotten Tomatoes is that's not a good way to measure. I got you. But all those reviews are like Bigelow ratchets up the tension again. Another edge of your seat. James, what do you want? Well, just like hearing the thing that you were saying, Bray, about how like wondering like why didn't they do blank? A thing that kept coming up in my mind was like, why is no one talking about the toy gun that happened? Like I kept. That that yeah. that kept repeating in my mind, it. and then why none of them were talking about like, yeah, why, why they kept saying of, like there is no gun. There is no sure. gun. I know because I was like I was like you guys gun. are that confident that you like, hid that gun. You saw it. Yeah. How could you yeah. be that but, confident? But, and and uh, only two of them were in the room besides Jason Mitchell, right? That were up against the wall, right? Like there were only two other it people. Was, uh, well, it's the two the two white girls and the two members of the dramatics, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, were they were they in that room when he was shooting at them though? Yeah, it, I think they were. All, everybody yeah, was, it was in when there. they were. They were all in the same room. Everybody when he was, was shooting the at the police. Yeah, oh, well, see, I didn't even. Re- but but I'll say this: the movie also like it gets so chaotic during this section, which I know why she's doing it because she wants this sort of yeah. like you know uh, a fear based filmmaking. But it also got to a point where I was like, wait, did I miss Anthony Mackie getting introduced? I, I had yeah. no clue he was there today. Right. The cops dragged him. There's right. a point where he just like turns around the, and I'm like, that's Anthony Mackie. When did I miss him talking? The geography of the hotel, I have no it's idea. What, I was like, yeah. what? Where? What? And because this, they yes. show like, they show this hotel. Yes. They show like the main It has like an the, annex though, yeah. right? Yeah. So it does. You don't I guess really it's like get... this annex. Like, yeah. But, they, but it doesn't feel like when they first were in that room, I yes. thought it was just a different apartment building. Yeah. It right. felt I didn't realize it was Thank you for bringing this up because this drove <laughs> me far. crazy. Yeah. A, when they go from the hotel, they're talking outside the hotel by the pool and then they go to this other house. I had no idea if they were like 20 minutes away, if they were no in clue. the backyard, if it was a different room, whatever it was. None. But also, once we get to the section of the movie, the centerpiece of the movie, which is like these people up against a wall, these cops, guns pointed, separating them, playing this intimidation game, right? Uh, you have no idea where any of the rooms are in relation to each other. Yeah. And the movie is playing this game of like, okay, he's up here, she's down here, 
he's there, mm-hmm. this guy's there, and I couldn't figure out who was where was at like, all. And also, where I did are not any struggle of the hotel? With this, I'm gonna be honest. I guess my Go thing on, was sorry. like there was no hotel attendance, and there, right. like right. I was like because no, they're in this annex, I think. But oh, then God. why? But that but isn't even still clearly part of the hotel. Right. Then yeah. why didn't oh, somebody right. from the hotel right. come over and go like, what's happening? Like right, because Samira Wiley plays like a clerk who they talk to early on in the movie, who's at the desk, right? Yeah, yeah. And then there's like the pool. There's it's a pool a area which it. feels like the ho- the main part the main of the hotel. Part, right, right, right. But then there's this like house. Yeah, and they're in a hallway a and there's right. like four rooms off the hallway and there's stairs up and there's like more rooms off. But outside that. of the house, it looks but like I, they're just in a suburb. It looks like they're right, in the exactly. suburbs. I was yes. thinking that too. I was wondering like why nobody was coming from the hotel to check up on it. But then I was like, they, they have sort of established that the riots, you, no, one goes out at, yeah. no one goes out after a certain... Right, but they were on the property. Like it was, it'd be different if you like, because there was a curfew in effect. But if I worked at the the motel, I'm literally just walking to the back of the motel. Like that's not right. like me yeah. being out and this is the real about. place. I mean, which I assume oh, they just sort of real. Oh, wow. It really it's does an look like a house. Oh, oh wow! It, and right, yeah, it's like a house that's off the motel. But when but they pull up to the motel, you get this visual uh, of something that really looks like a motel. Yeah, with a yeah neon more sign. like a classic. Right, so when they right, cut right, to the right. house and this like front lawn, I just was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the house the basically looks like the are. fucking Amityville Horror House or whatever. Right. It might as well be it's in like so Long crazy. Island in the suburbs. I guess my whole and my whole thing with this part too is like, I I sincerely couldn't understand how those cops like got here. Yes. Because they they were yeah. they seemed when he was shooting it from the window, it was like there were trees in the way. Like when when we see the cops like ducking or the National Guard like yeah. ducking down. Right. They have no idea where it's coming from. Then somebody says like it's the motel. But my thing is like if did the cops know that this was house was a part of the motel? Dude. You know my, what I mean? They, they, yeah. There's a so good many, question. There's so I'm trying to remember. My, my anyway, biggest problem. Well, I, know I, know it's, I know it's nitpicky. But. My biggest problem about the whole thing is that, again, and I will never let it go, is that you made a movie about victims, like terrorizers and victims. Sure. At, what, at what point, I'm even going to include this in part, when did we get to know really anything about these black people besides the fact that they were like, there, so only Algie Smith's character. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Kind of. No, kind you know, of. I, I yeah. really like the moment that they give him to sing on stage by himself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I love re- that. I really yes. like that yeah. part. I thought that that was like a great, like, oh yeah, like he just has this dream that he is like not faulting. I think he's gonna like sure. go out and do well, it. And also, look, I think that yeah. scene's good. I mean, the yeah. only problem I have with a lot of those scenes is you're just kind of sitting there with your fist balled up being like, what the fuck is gonna yeah. happen? Yeah, right, I yeah. know like, what's gonna yeah. happen. So everything right. feels like a little bit of a tease for some future horror. It's a, it's a, yeah. This right. is, like everything that about seems him really was a horror movie, Sorry, and the thing if you're gonna have if you're gonna have him, and then what's the what's the kids from Sl- um, Slate, uh, his best friend who dies, Jacob Lattimore? Yeah, uh, like you got him in there, and it's like okay, cool, let's build this friendship up a little bit more. We see that Jacob Lattimore like always supports him, right? We see they both like the girls. He's a little bit more shy. Mm-hmm. Let's like build. Let's like build the people. Show me the oh, yeah. show me but the women. Show me like Jason were they Mitchell comes in with a toy gun. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like, 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 it's like were they prostitutes? I still don't know what they, yeah. they, they were. Right? They were. They were. Really, they were they just like the girls who right. were like they like fucking like, black dudes. Yeah, but it's not like they weren't like working prostitutes. If that makes sense. Okay, well, they, they were kind of like that. they were kind of like I just runaways. Wish I knew. Yeah, they definitely were runaways. Yeah. But who maybe had been paid? But like, like you know, know, sort of. Like, I think we're it was more of a casual. These many things unanswered, even about like where the house is in relation to the hotel <laughs> yeah. and who the people are, and all of that is just like. 
I don't know. For a movie like this to work, you need to lay all the pieces out in the board very clearly. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you should have been making this movie, if you want this type of movie to function, you need to know where everyone is in relation to each other, who everyone is, what their backstories well, are. Well, I think that's what and right, and that's the challenge Bo likes to set. Right. Right. And he has set it, and it's whatever. But Hurt so, Locker and Zero Dark Thirty are both about one character. Like he's using yeah. one yeah. character to guide you through this larger kind of thing that's going oh, on. Oh, well, technically, right. we the got thing the that... one character in this one, and it's the same, just like the character from Zero Dark Thirty, same like the character from Hurt Locker. It's just a white one. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, let's be straight yeah. up. My man basically opens the movie. He has the longest scene. We see that he should have got fired. He didn't get fired. We see, like, we even see his he... mind switch while he's at the, ho- the ho- I mean, the uh, motel yeah. of, like, he's playing everyone against each other. Well, the other one, the other, man. actually, the other conversation that we have with him that's kind of more, a lot more layered is the one that he has when he's riding when they're patrolling before he shoots the guy right and they're just like look at them like like what the one dude who I think we're supposed to think is more racist by the end of the movie uh-huh. I don't know uh, which dude or the who who wasn't as racist he's the one who told who no who's partner. the guy who's his partner who like shot who he, wound up but, accidentally yeah, shooting. Th- yeah, that's the guy that's, who we're um, supposed to believe like, uh, was super racist. Jack Rayner, right? Yeah, but he's yes. like not as racist because like... He's just you know, stupid. Yeah, he's just stupid. Right. The, what, but, the, the pitch on him is that he's a dumbass, like, yeah. I guess. Which is so, an easy out for the other two cops that they uh, eventually portray both of them as just being like, well, they're just dopes. Yeah. Well, well no, they, no, no, well, no, no, What's no, his name? No. Killed. Uh, I, I'm not saying they're just dopes, but He made like an accent. He's like, I thought I had to. He's like, I thought I had... Oh, you're talking about the skinny one. Which one are you talking about? There's the kind yeah, of like jittery one with the longer slick yeah, yeah. back hair, right? I'm trying to find he the was name in, um, of that actor because I, I don't he? remember what his he name was is. in. Uh, he is familiar. He's in um like one of the uh, um mummy movies. I think he's in like the third mummy movie. Really? The, the the one with Jack I me mean, Jet Li was in it. Oh, Jack, I didn't see yeah. that one. Uh, oh, he's in like Jack Reacher or something like that too. Well, no, didn't they have a conversation? The, the blonde guy is the guy from Transformers Four. Right. That's Jack oh, yeah, Reacher. Okay. That's a stupid one. The other one who is. Maybe you know, kind of the one who's just like yeah. a brute. That's Ben O'Toole. That's who I'm talking about. Uh, is his name the brute one? Because gotcha. yeah. I think at the beginning he hasn't he been says, in much. He says uh, something like he says something to the effect of like, "Look at them, they're animals." Well, sure, right. right. And then, um, uh, <laughs> what's my man's name from Maze Runner? Uh, Will Poulter. Yeah. Will Poulter, yeah. who you know was originally supposed to play Pennywise. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. really? Yeah. He did this instead of it. Yeah, yeah. He did this instead Ooh, of it. He was gonna play another. I can understand him evil. because he was like, "Look, I want to play an unstoppable force of evil, but can I have a little backstory? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can I have the movie give me more screen time to make me a little? I more mean, I mean, I mean. Also, he was like, "Oh man, it's Catherine Bigelow. I gotta do it. Right? Like, he, everything. I mean, paper, so, I mean, it's a logical decision on paper. He had like, to do it. Anthony Mackie, John Boyega was in it. He had to do it. Could you imagine if like it had this many scenes of Pennywise going into his office? Oh, and the chief of the, the clown service was like, look, Pennywise, you gotta stop eating these kids. I think you you're being these kids. a little... No, 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 that scene is bad. It's funny you say it because technically I don't think that scene, that scene existed is not, uh, in it, but they no. took it out because they said the focus shouldn't be on it. <laughs> the scene fucking existed when he goes back in time where you figure out how he becomes it when he's still a damn human. Doesn't matter. But they realize it's not about him. Pennywise is bad. Who cares? That... Wow, right. it had more concern. Right, I just I just want to say I think you're being you're being not hard on that scene exactly, but like slightly yeah, pithy about that scene because that scene is definitely there to tell us why the character is angry as well. 
I, but also okay, to show I'm that the saying, whole, sure. I, I think it's a little bit of an easy causality or whatever, but I don't think it's a scene where the cop's like, geez, you know, you're really uh, What I don't like about that scene there. is mostly the way it depicts the chief, where I think it's kind of a like, well, not all white people. I, we, we're I, about I, to show I, you yeah, three yeah. very There's, racist cops, my, but this guy, he likes it. I think I, that's the problem with the movie, where it's like, no matter what, if you portray a character right, that, then it immediately, like well, I right. say, feels like equivocation, for me, for even me. if you're trying to be accurate or whatever Especially the hole you've dug for yourself. For me, if people, if if there was no commentary by any of the characters, sure. then then that scene doesn't bother me because I recognize watching it and hope other people do. Like, wow, the, this cop know this chief knows that his you know officer patrol officer maybe killed a person in cold sure. blood and then let him back off in the street. Yeah, that dude, that dude's messed up. Also, all the national guard. All of the other cops, like everybody who was there at the place, because there were so many people there, law enforcement there, and they all just were like, I don't know, just let them handle it. We're just going to be. And the, it, 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 you know, indicts all of them. Like you're all guilty. So much so that John Boyega becomes a part of the problem too. We have to talk about him. We have to talk about him. Okay. We have to talk about But before, yeah, before yeah. we do, like that, that should be there. But then we do get scenes like the ones that happened after the incident where we have this like really tough almost army general looking you know person like bring will poulter in and then like or no sorry bring the other two in and like chew them out for being racist like he's like get it you know what i mean and we're supposed to think that is this is a good you know what i mean so it's like we have those things but we don't have the scene where people are getting chewed out for their complacency, for their... Sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. That, it, it becomes so much about these three supervillains, and it's mm-hmm. two guys who are, like, dumb. They're like racist a, because they're dumb, and one guy who's, like, a Machiavellian supervillain genius yeah. who knows how to, like... He's not a genius. And, and well, I have no, There's nothing so, genius about him. I have a problem with I mean, even that not. character, though. the context of the movie. The no, guy, I don't Who, the main so. dude? The main racist? No, no, the, 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 the chief that, like, chews them out at the end, because yeah. he, he goes... He... He goes, get in here, you knuckleheads. <laughs> people have died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. people have, di- and he, but and he they're calls treating them it like a knuckleheads. knuckleheads. Yeah. And so, I, so I didn't even see that as like, I looked at, I, I, I literally looked at every white person in this movie as a villain. I and I, and except I think, for that one scene. And except for that one, when where the they show that cop come say, and be like, who would and, do this? Yeah, who yeah. would do this? Oh, and he right. like gently like picks him up and like brings him to the police. But and I was like, exactly. why did you put and this film? Scene, why did you put this scene in the movie? It's like, at all? it's like, what is that? Well, scene? see, no, I can tell you what. Uh, to me, I know why. To, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, aside from the white savior part, but I think that scene to me personally shows that like the guy, the main black dude, was terrified of him because again, we don't know this dude is good. Right. I, I, and, like, and right. There's a yeah. way you can it's do like, that yeah, scene and you where it's You could have done it better. Sure, sure, But I sure. think the one thing this movie should have harped on because they're trying to say it because it's from, you know, this is what's happening now. I think one of the things that gets lost in translation a lot of time is that when people, when African-Americans say there's a problem with police, people are like, oh, no, nah, man, you can't just shit on all police. And every time we always say the same thing, it's not all police, but we just don't know who's good and who's bad. Like, we just it's don't. Cr- so if you would have had in this movie, if you would even have I would allow a fake character in this movie. I would allow well, the cops a, are fake. No, but it's, it's crucial like, to mention these cops are not real. They're not real cops. Oh, yeah. really? they have different names. I don't know why, but they do. Well, see, this is my thing about it. That fucking bothers me. And I, so you're, there so, may so, be legal reasons for it. I okay. have no idea why. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe. But my thing is this: if okay, go on, we go got on, movies go. about fucking OJ. He went to trial. People making fucking movies about him, but I can't put the three white dudes who got I, off. 
Okay, anyway, let me get back to this point. Like, the fact is, like, if you're going to add a That's fake true. character. No, yeah, it makes I, no fucking sense. I, I, we can butcher, I, we can I, have fucking OJ no, all right, over right. the place. I wish I had the reason for you, and I oh, don't. I know exactly what the reason is. They deserve respect. They deserve to, like, be left alone. I mean, the white woman. They're old men now. Let them live in their house. I mean, the white woman who literally got Emmett Till killed, Lily, we didn't see her until she was on her fucking deathbed, and she's like, oh, yeah, maybe I was wrong, but we still don't say her name in the streets. Anyway, back to the point at hand, because that's some fucking bullshit. Like, if you're going to add a fake character into this movie, then you put a cop who is like, put a cop who's like, not down with this and is trying to, like, you know what I'm saying? Show me like, there's a fucking level of like but good and bad who's probably would set. freak out about that too. I'm freaking right? out for the whole goddamn well, movie. Yeah, you're <laughs> but don't you think a more interesting version of this movie would have been a movie that was putting blame on sort of quiet complacency yes. in that kind sure, of way? Sure, like a banality of evil. Putting or a good, well-intentioned yeah, sure. cop who still doesn't stop anything. Or maybe, or maybe some what, or maybe some people. If if you're gonna do the trial thing, like show some of the white people who are like good, like those. That good man got off. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like right. show, like right. Show what it was like. Just the horrors of the injustice. Everything you guys are saying, like I can, I can just see someone writing being no because that's true. Mm, People would have complained because no it's like what. if you're trying to yeah. put something somewhere, yeah, you're already in trouble, right? Okay. Like you know, and so that's why I understand why they were like, well, the Algiers Motel incident is such an extreme example. True. That this is maybe why we should focus. Right? I can see how he gets himself here. Yeah, where he's like, right, this is like. No one could. It's a microcosm. It's like a it muzzle in the face. It's right. like the most unambiguous thing. But then there's still ambiguity. One, mm-hmm. so that's a problem. And then two, I think everyone just walks out of that movie being like, "Yeah, I'm supposed to disagree." Like, is there supposed to be anything the pro- interesting the about is, it's the argument these, that that was bad? It's one of these movies, and there's a movie I hate. What's the uh, movie you hate? Uh, no, I'm not gonna. Bring, I'm not gonna bring up the help right now. I'm not gonna bring up the help right now. Bring up the help. I'm not gonna bring up the help. Okay. I'm gonna bring up. Uh, man, I almost blocked it out of my mind because I hate it so much. Hit Blazing Saddles. Okay. Um, I was hoping that was the one you were gonna bring. So <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. And the reason I'm bringing it up because because Mel Brooks just brought up. Oh, you can't oh, make this movie no. again. Sure. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm, right. not, I'm not gonna crap on it. I promise I'm not gonna crap on it. I'm gonna just say this movie Detroit suffers the same problem that Blazing Saddles does. Is that Blazing Saddles is trying to tell a story about something that, in all honesty they don't know about. Like, uh-huh. I think the intentions from Mel Brooks and Catherine Brigolo are very righteous. I love that they attempted to do it. But the problem with that movie is, is that you're, you're basically saying, look at these bad white people. I'm not like these white people. You shouldn't want to be like these white people. And what it allows is, is that people who aren't inherently or don't view themselves as racist to go, oh, I mean, I ain't got that many black friends, but I know I ain't like this. You know, it, it, it alleviates and makes people right. almost like pat themselves on the back, but I'm not this bad. And that's the problem I have with both of those movies where it just does more damage than good. I think what she's trying to get, though, is like, this isn't any different from now. But I think the problem is yeah. when you watch it, you're like, but it's so specific. Yeah. Like, so well, I can't get there. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like I was I did feel like the message of this movie was like white people are ruining things. Right. <laughs> right. Because like even at the end of the end of the movie, my, my man, Algie is like, I will never sing again. And that was all he ever wanted to do. Right. Like, I can't even sing the music that I love. Because Damn. white people are dancing to it, that sure. felt that felt like another right. thing, and I felt like there were enough white people going, uh, uh, "Save them!" Uh, all right, no, let's go, let's let's go. Too much paperwork or whatever. <laughs> right. That Knuckle like heads. that did feel like a message of this movie, as much as like it's a horror movie for most of it. It felt like that was what they were trying to say to me. Ben, can you get the just get the door? I'm sorry, I oh, ordered yeah. some delivery. Yeah, no problem. Who can plant a rosebud? Grow petunias too. Curate the best flowers and deliver them to you. 
Dan Candyman can. So, uh, wait. Dan Candyman can. I ordered flowers. He cultivates to be the clear. field. And, yes. Not candy. No, of course not. No, you're 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 the pro flowers guy. I'm a flower man. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, okay. Right. It's just the name. Well, it's my family name. I mean, that's just Dan Candyman. I can't control that. Your name isn't David L. Critics-man. Uh, People don't confuse. You know what? You got me. Your last right. name with your profession. Uh, okay, okay. So we were, uh, we were Candy Manowski at Ellis Island, and my great grandparents they changed it to Candyman, and that's just my name. Okay, well, anyway, I'm a, uh, I'm a pro flower man. Right. I was looking for some flowers. It's the fall. I was hoping for maybe, you know, bouquet with some fall colors. I heard you were excited about the fall. Yeah, this is a perfect gift. Yeah, I got some burnt siennas in here, some rust oranges. Right, right. Some ni- a nice, a nice, nice fall flower. palette. Yeah. Ooh, why don't you take away for this? Oh, that smells that a little nice. bit cold. Uh, it's a cinnamon cider rose. A ah. great option for a birthday, an anniversary, any fall occasion. Or go with me on one of the classics like a hundred autumn blooms or a dozen autumn roses. It's funny that you're singing this stuff, but I mean, that all sounds good. I mean, you got a lot of flower options, it sounds like. I'm not allowed to sing? No, you can sing. It's fine. It's, all I wanted was a long-lasting bouquet. If I only had some flowers. And maybe, you know, in some autumn colors. I got that. That sounds great. And look, let me tell you something. Mr. Candyman? Dan Candyman. Go right ahead. Off the record. No, let's put it on the record. Ben, cut the mics for a second. No, no, let's put this on the record. I want this on the... Ben, I want this on the record. Oh, okay. All right. David, I'm, I'm a long-time blankie. Oh, thank you. Big fan of the show. Great to hear. I know you've invoked in the past your struggles with gambling. They have a propensity uh, to gamble. I, yeah, you're right. I didn't yeah, know you were going right to take it that. here. Well, because I have some good news for you. Mm-hmm. You cannot lose because no matter which bouquet you send, your podcast listeners okay. are going to get 20% off of any Pro Flowers unique bouquets of $29 or more. So you're saying if you use a promo code. It's not a bet. You can't lose. Uh, blank check. Right. The promo code is blank check. Right. You're going to get 20% off any bouquet. Any bouquet of $29. Of $29 or more. What if you only want cinnamon cider roses? Done. Sure. What if you want the 100 autumn blooms? Done. What if you want a dozen autumn roses? Done. That sounds good. And they last? These things last? At least seven days or your money back. So they're guaranteed. Staying fresh. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I'm at your mercy because you control the delivery date. Oh, so I can order like way in advance mm-hmm. and it will arrive like two weeks from now. If That's I want. the Candyman promise. That's cool. I actually got some pro flowers before. They came in a box. Oh. Come with a vase. Yeah. Uh, they come with flower food. Oh. And it's literally just, you just unpack them. You put them in the vase. It comes with a vase. And I lack for vases. I am Candyman giving you flowers now. Put them in the water. Put in the food. Put them it. in that included vase. They look incredible. Now, let me ask you a question. Sure, Mr. Candyman. What if you want some Kit Kat bars? Uh, Yeah, a chocolatey treat. Well, don't ask me. You're the flower guy. I'm the flower man. You're Dan Candyman, the flower guy. Correct. Well, it's been nice to meet you, Mr. Candyman. I think I'll definitely be back again soon. Uh, yeah, this is a this is an interesting thing that's happening. Yeah, David. Also, can you not get deliveries in the middle of a recording? Yeah, David. Why not get DiGiorno's for once, <laughs> right, Ben? Yeah, Dan Candyman. They high fived. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. I just wanted everyone to know on this show. It's why I did it in the middle of the show. Oh, okay. That well, they could use promo code blank check. Go to proflowers.com. Get 20% off any okay. bouquet, no, $29 right. or more. Come with me. 
Twoproflowers.com. I'm sorry. Do you know my song? Do you want to sing it? <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Mr. Candyman. Come with me and you'll be on proflowers.com on the internet. I'm going to close the door. Okay. Uh, promo code blank check. Thanks for stopping by, Mr. Candyman. Well, he's on the other side of the door now. Oh, Griffin, you're back. I was here. I just didn't really feel like talking. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So so here are these two things I want to get at. we got to talk about John Boyega. Yeah, yeah I was oh, going to no. say. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. What do you want to say, Griffin? And then yeah. we'll talk about John Boyega. Uh, for me, the difference between this and Blazing Saddles, aside from all the other differences between Detroit and Blazing Saddles. I mean, Saddles, they're the same movie practically. Right, right, right. This is an unofficial remake, right? Right. This right, is right, sort right. of the 13 going on 30 to Blazing Saddles big. Um, <laughs> but, but I think... Um, Blazing Saddles depicts different levels of racism and obviously it's mm -hmm. in a different context but I like that that movie has casual racism in it it has the people who are like I'm not racist but please don't mention this to anybody and it has your like mustache twirling like super evil guys and in this movie I think there's just kind of like every white character who's central is like such a horrific villain right yeah. and then you have a lot of people who are like Small parts who are just kind of like, well, I don't know. Let's not sure, talk about it. They're not doing it. much about it. Maybe they're a little more like. Right. Hey, I, I think the more effective version that? of this movie, and once again, she shouldn't have made this movie, but the more effective <laughs> version of this movie would have been a movie that pointed more fingers at that quiet complacency. Mm -hmm. I also think that there's this thing that this movie represents, which is like when you make movies about any sort of prejudice or discrimination but you make them period pieces at a distance far enough from where you are today, it sort of alleviates a certain sense of like present day of course, cultural right. guilt because it's mm -hmm. like, well, thank God mm -hmm. that happened 50 years ago, but yeah. now we're no, woke. But I do, as I already said, the movie's trying to be like, it's not different. But I yeah. think yeah. But yeah. inherently I think that's a flawed concept. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think the second you said it that far back, it does create that remove. Here, which yeah. the question is, should she have made this movie it, present it, day? It's because, and the reason that it fails at that yeah. is because anyone who can see that the stuff that's happening in this film is happening today already knows that. Yeah, right. There's, this movie's not changing one person's mind. Yeah. Uh, there's nobody going into this movie who is like, Yo, first of all, nobody went to see this movie. <laughs> right. But <laughs> second of all, <laughs> people, I mean, nobody went to see this. Not as many people want it as they wanted, but people went to see this yeah, movie. Some it made people did. some money. It made it's, some money. For, yeah. I think it was like 40% of the audience was black. And, could, yeah, I and, uh, and the, the thing is though, my thing is like, for people to make, for people to really make that connection, what you need to do is take the exact language that people are using politically today and put those in the mouths of the people here in this period. Literal it has to be about, exactly, right. like people have to recognize like, it's this is all about law and order. Like they have to hear the all the phrases that are still being used today in the mouths of these other people. And like what, what I'm saying is like for the especially for the complacency thing, you need to have uh, white people who ha who were not connected to this event commenting on the event after it happens, after the audience has seen what's happened, right? Mm -hmm. And then see like a trial period where like people are talking about it and going and going. Well, why didn't they just uh, listen to the cops? And well, maybe if they weren't Bob doing this, and maybe if they weren't rioting, or maybe if they, you know, respected the flag, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to see this movie. The right, the thing I want to see <laughs> is white people in this movie. A scene of white people in this movie going like, "Well, you know, we don't know what happened in that room. We don't know." Yeah, sure, that's, that's what you need. Right. Insidious, right. sort yeah, of. The more insidious, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. But 
What do you guys think about John Trump Boyega? Boyega? Okay, so Boyega is really fascinating to me because aside from the fact I think he's really fucking good in this movie, given very little to do, every time they give him a moment, he kills it. Mm. I also think he's the pathway to the most interesting thing this movie had to say, which is he is a guy who is trying to be moderate in this entire situation. So he's trying to like follow the rules. And he learns quote, conclusively sure. that there is a time where moderation has to be put aside. I guess so. You know? Is that Wait, what, what, do you, I, what do you guys I, think? It, oh, I, my thing, my thing I, is that he, he just, it, it's like his character is supposed to be uh, the black person who follows all the rules. Right. right, right and right, still gets fucked. And still gets screwed so that yeah. people can, can, so that people can say, go, oh man, even when they do follow all the rules, they still get messed up. But again, one, I don't think anyone who wasn't already thinking that way is making this sure. connection from the movie. Yeah. The other problem is like, I, I, I mean, John Boyega was like a great actor and, and he did, you know, a good job in this movie. But we don't know anything no. about this dude's character. You don't get yeah. any background at all. After what do you guys think? What are you, what are you guys think? <laughs> I, man. I, <laughs> I, I, I find difficult. I find difficulty with it because I... I'm going to say this before I get into this next statement because this will fuck me at one point in life. I know it when I say this. Uh, I do believe like black people are like black actors are black actors. I do. Like I don't care where you're from. You're a black actor. Um, but this story and I feel like this happens kind of a lot to African-American men. Stories that are inherently something that we in America have to deal with. We're not put in a position to be the stars and be in that spot. And I do think if it would have been like an American black dude in this because, again, John Boyega, he has nothing to do in this movie. He doesn't. Yes. But there's also like a, bruh, in this day and age, like, if I'm around a cop right now, right, my body is different. I, I, I look at them different. Even if I trust you, I still, I still have a guard up. And he didn't have that. Let me tell you why. Because I don't think, aside from here in America, like, we haven't been in a place where, like, the, the hatred is so steep that it still exists right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it should have been someone American which sucks to say, but I do a little bit. And I also think that I would have loved to see a scene outside of the one we first see him with another black person in that hotel. Just look, I wanted to see them make eye contact and have a moment because at any time I'm in a room and a bunch of white people, if I see any brown person, I'm looking at you and I'm giving you a nod to let you know that we are safe. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's I, just period. Yeah. And I, and, to talk, and just to t talk about that, like I felt like so much was even, so much was happening at that moment when he first shows up that there's there's no time there's no time for the sure. for the for the nod or for anything like i like i i struggled with well, with J john boyega in this for the for the same reasons you were saying but also just because of like how his his character is rendered like we don't we don't really know who he is or like, or, or what he's doing until after he gets like handed the bag of shit. At, well, you right. Know. I think right. She, right. she wants him there for that scene where he's in the interrogation room, which is the one scene I think he does really which well. Which I as think an actor. is a, a, yeah. a very well acted scene shirt sure, where he yeah. like, it dawns on him like, Oh, I, See, but, but right. then, then I, I, I struggle with it because me, yeah. not knowing, like not knowing the details of the night, but then to hear on top of everything that, the details of the night are shaky and just are like people don't, we don't have an accurate account of everything that happened. Like the timeline of when he shows up, I'm now I'm questioning that. And then, and like every, he's, he's there for so long and does nothing like, like which, which like it's a tricky to me. It's a tricky char character. It's, this is probably the hardest character for 
Catherine Bigelow to direct and a white screen, what's full, whatever to write. Because in reality, I mean, it's said in the film, right? Like a lot of black people probably would have looked at this guy like an Uncle Tom. Yeah. Like, oh, you're just capitulating to white people to save yourself. But I think Catherine Bigelow doesn't want that wants us to relate to this character one because it's John Boyega he's sure. the biggest star in the film yep. but also because you know she doesn't want to paint another black person in a bad light so we see like but, so he has this air of like he's he's there to help he just doesn't know what to do he's noble you know he's noble blah 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 but in reality uh, I'm sitting there like mo- the, what I was thinking was like my man if you're not going to help you need to leave. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, You're not was, helping yeah, anybody. And he was there for so long. He was there the whole time, though. And the thing, he yeah. is a fascinating part of this case because you mentioned the tribunal uh, yeah. that the, um, uh, the the Citizens Action Committee held. Like, they convicted him. Right. Mm-hmm. Along with the three white cops, they sentenced him to death, which mm-hmm. is something that was, that was like the sentence they passed down. Mm-hmm. And he was there. He was the only one who attended. He didn't yeah. say he attended. Like, he wasn't, like, yeah. testifying. And, like, like you say, they could have centered the whole film around this. Also, like, you know, like that, that, that's, that's a dynamic that I'm I, sure she's fascinated it's a, by. It's a problem I have with the big scene. I think his big scene again. The big, they is, mean the interrogation. The interrogation. Sure, sure. The interrogation. And again, it, I, I am not, I feel like this is the whole thing of like, oh man, people keep crapping on like British black actors. They still black. You are. You are still black. And maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it's how he was directed. But if I, a black person, if I witness a crime and there's no other black people around me, I know in my heart that this now will be a problem for me. Period. If you right. show up to my job, so you, you're, you if, don't if, buy that he doesn't get no that until then. Way. Sure. If somebody yeah. walked okay. in here well, right now and said, "Hey, Dry, you need to come with me," I instantly know sure. something is up. I'm not coming in that thing and being I, but, like wait, really but, complacent. But, but you're say, pinning that on his Britishness. No, I, the thing is, I'm. And this is what I'm saying because I'm I'm I want to. I mean, well, as a Brit, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think it's one of two things. It's like either that or it's how he was directed. But the Maybe, thing is, but there is a loss in... I think it's probably both. It might have been, but there's a misconnection in how American black people were treated. I was going to say, the, the, thing, my, the reason that I don't buy that at the end is because of how he played the character in the beginning. Because my thing is, I would much rather have seen... You know when he comes over with the coffee to the cops? Yeah. Or yeah, the, National sure, Guard, the National Guard. Yeah, and yeah. he's like... And, and we're, suppo- we're watching it. The way that it's depicted is like, he is doing what he can to make sure that the stores don't get He's got his job. Up. He's gardening. You know, store. he's going to be like, right, he's right. going to make sure that he doesn't get shot. This is also whatever. what I find interesting but, about the characters. But it's, he's the one guy who willingly puts himself into the situation. It feels, sure. it feels brave and noble when he does it. Mm-hmm. Instead of what it could have been, which was, what is this dude? He could have been cowering. We didn't have to see him save another black person. He could have just been like, I'm glad that wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's, I would have believed that a lot more. Show, show me what it's like to and live. And then him go, and then him have, because that would be that would be an actual arc, right? It's like, the arc isn't just happening, because right now it's just, it's just at the end he just goes, oh, I did everything right and now I'm screwed. Instead of, oh my God, I thought if I, if I degraded myself and lowered myself sure. and lowered my pride and like, yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. And all this stuff, all the things that they want me to do is just be subservient. I'm going to be subservient this entire time. And then I, and then I'm still on the app. You know what I mean? Can I yeah. Then it could have been like, it could have been like, whoa. That's what I find that. interesting. It's just like, it's not, he was right. a really noble guy. And then the white people screwed him. And he was so brave the whole time. And then he still gets screwed. And I'm like, but was he brave the whole time? I would love a movie where he was actually the main character. Yes, they didn't I try to present him as the hero. 
and you actually got a sense of his psychology, especially during the Algiers Motel when he kind of just fades into the background yeah. for a long period of time. You don't understand yeah. why he's not acting. Show because me the Because I think he's case. the figure who ends up representing most of what's interesting about this mm-hmm. because he was trying to find a balance, because he was someone who was trying to build a bridge, because he wasn't someone who was stuck in this room and wasn't someone who was forced to respond. He throws himself into that situation, but you don't really understand why. Mm-hmm. You don't understand why he doesn't do more. And of course it gets pinned on him at the end. But at that point, he's not really a character. You haven't really spent any real time with him and his at mind, no his emotions. So it doesn't really mean anything. And when it got to that scene, I was like, fuck, why isn't the movie about him? The thing is, it would have been so much better if this movie started with him, I don't know, either on give, like giving, giving his uh, statement like on trial or if he's an old man. And he's like recounting everything that had to happen. Show me like who he was before oh, that night. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, give me yeah. something. Show me like how he got to this point and like how screwed it was. And then also, again, like how the black community treated him. Sure. I mean, he right, got right, death right, threats right. after this. Yeah, he did. It should he, be a right, biopic yeah, yeah, about this I mean, one guy. Guy. I think the yeah. problem is this guy's not selling you his life rights. Sure. He doesn't want a movie made about him. And he's it, his yeah. role is so murky. I like a lot of people's role. Like, you know, because no one. Yeah, no one knows. You know, the testimony is, is like little bits and pieces and like you try Try and put it all together. Maybe figure. don't make the movie. If yeah. don't all right. I mean, they made the movie. I'm not saying this to you, yeah. David. I'm saying I'm not, this to Catherine. Right. Oh. No, but yeah. to me, yeah. To me, the scene that really messes it up is that we see the first time we see him really is him doing a heroic act. So we're set right, up right. to believe this dude is a hero mm-hmm. and a hero who fails, but supposed to be a hero anyway. He goes to the house because he wants to make sure that the white people don't kill the black people and that, but it happens. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's there, but he's, uh, he's ostensibly pow- there, but he is powerless, right? He's powerless, he is, you know, yeah, totally. He's powerless. But what, what I'm saying is if he's really, if he's just, a, I just wish the movie like made it in, made an interpretation of why he's doing this because right. mm-hmm. he, because the fact of the matter is all the black people in here were powerless. So like, the one person who could have a little bit of agency, you also just made power. Like he had no agency in the whole film, which maybe that's how it happened in real life. But part of me is like, they, the white people didn't ask him to come. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But, I so mean, like, like, which like is what, what you were saying about Will Poulter being the main character though. I mean, like this is kind of a movie about the, everyone's robbed of their agency. And so, yeah. right. It's hard to know like how, who am I attaching myself to here? Right. Yeah, Cause even yeah. his agency is, Oh, innately he's very, very racist. Yeah. Which I'm not saying I want Will some Poulter. origin scene where he falls into a vat of toxic racism. But, you know, it's just Would've like the good. movie just yeah. presents yeah. him as being his, like, his, this guy just is fucking uh, racist. The, the racism power plant exploded and the fumes yeah. spread right. over the also, city. He, he, like, he was bit. too good because he yeah. didn't want to kill anybody. He was like, right. no, we're like, playing a game. It's a game. His, his dummy. His racism. Right. I mean, I don't, I mean, the movie's not saying that's like, that the other guy's worse. It's just saying yeah. the other guy's a no, fucking idiot. No, but what I'm saying is, but no, the problem to me is that the movie and him saying, how could you do that? It's just a game sure almost wipe the hands of some of the fucked up shit that the main racist guy did because it's like it's it what he's saying it's like because to yeah, me what it's saying I didn't is feel that. I, I, I just I didn't feel that hit me out hit me out because I said because to me what it's gonna be felt like it's like oh I am bad but not I am not so bad and so racist that I'm just in here just killing but black that's people that's what he thinks right that's what I'm saying I saw it as like he thought that he wasn't doing right. wrong. But He's that equivocating. But that didn't but, expunge but he what he was already. doing. But, but, yeah. 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 No, yeah, but what yeah, I'm saying yeah. is what I'm saying is, but that level of me getting to understand he thinks that way, I now know more about his psyche sure, right, than right. anyone else's psyche in the whole movie. And yeah. that's a problem. Because well, everyone right. else's psyche is yeah. they're really frightened because yeah, they're it. being lined up against that's the wall. Sure. Right. I mean, especially yeah. at the dude, the fact that it, I, I literally 
there were so many questions I wanted to ask that I didn't because I there's no way I was going to. But the, one of the questions I wanted to ask was like, Anthony, uh, you've been in, you're in the Herlock? you've been in <laughs> the event like <laughs> you've been in with? like three Marvel movies. Why, sure. yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. You're, you're like you're you've been in the Hurt Locker. Yeah. What your role is nothing in this movie. Nothing. Why are you in this movie? Uh, well, he, how did you say yes? It to has that? to be their existing relationship, of right? Of course. Yeah. Like, like, I have this role. He's a veteran, so I need someone yeah. who's got like presence and like. Well, why did she get? Like, yeah. I, I would feel. I would be like if she. Yeah. I would be like Catherine. I, when, I, I know we're tight, but yeah. <laughs> well, when she announced the cast, also, but, and then when say? the and then when the and then when like the ad roll out and like all of the press happened, a lot of Mackie. my man, I did not know Anthony Mackie was in this movie until he showed up on screen. Oh really? So, no, no, I didn't know that. It was that one poster, the four one poster where he's one of the four. Uh, where it's um, I never saw that Boyega, poster. Mackie, um, uh, Algie Hannah, Smith, Hannah and Murray. Will Poulter. Okay, okay, yeah. but the trailer that I saw, the trailer that I saw, and like anything that I w- knew going into this movie was that John Boyega was in it, Will Poulter was in it, and I and it was like you know this hold up at the uh, mm-hmm. a hotel. But also, I thought I thought it was a, a lot about the Detroit riots more because so than it was. I, I thought it was Detroit. about the, I right. thought it was about right. the Detroit riots. But, but <laughs> I just feel like Anthony Mackie was it. I mean, maybe he was on that poster, but this I poster feel, is what the one I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like one. His oh, head. Oh, wow. Is, yeah. Okay, yeah. But, but if oh, wow. you're saying that they... But that's not the main poster that they use. Well, the use. other the poster is that like sort of detached yeah. one here. Yeah. That's the one I saw. But, if, but Bray, if you said before that they like, like didn't have... Yeah. That, that one. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't have like the full... They didn't know the full... They didn't know. You're right. They didn't he know might not have not. Like, like, he might I, not have known. Like, I would say yes to that. That That is a relationship thing. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, it's Catherine. Okay, all right. Uh, Great. Like... Oh, it's, it's about. Is it has a message? Okay, all right. They thought it was you know an Oscar I mean? movie. Like all of that together, I would be like, I would say yes yeah, to that. Literally, no character. So well, here's, no character. Yeah. <laughs> here's a question that I have no answer to. Okay, uh, this is my question for you guys. Right, yeah. I'm putting aside whether or not she should have made the movie, and just looking at her intentions of what she wanted to try to get across, trying to say like, this is what's going on now. Place you in the situation, make you understand the terror, the powerlessness. Mm-hmm. You know, that distrust of authority, all that sort of stuff. Do you think this movie would have been more effective had she created a story out of whole cloth or taken a less publicized but more recent incident? Sure. Like a, made a contemporary film. Right, made a contemporary oh, yeah. film and yeah. just said, I'm, I mean, the second I'm making one a horror is, movie. Is a, is a bit of a, that's a tough thing. To it's do, a tough thing. I don't know if there's a story that. Yeah. But, I, but I wonder if the better thing to do is make a movie that's just about this type of situation. Yeah. And all these things that we keep on getting to where, well, I guess the character can't do that because we don't know what they did in real life. Or I guess the character has to do this because that's what they did in real life. But we still have these big lingering questions of why, which the movie's never able to answer. Yeah. Just make a movie that is just like this fucking horrifying like I'll say, standoff, you know? Yeah, I'll say this. that it, If the sole intention was to uh, make the audience feel like they were reliving themselves an experience of police brutality. I felt that for sure. Right. That being said, if that's the only thing that you're going to do, because that that's really the for me, the only thing that was done effectively, it is most of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, for me, it was like everything else wasn't done effectively. What do you get to the court case? The problem is that so it's like, not all the movie. But it, the problem, but I think it's, it's not summed all the movie. up yeah. by John Krasinski just walking in 
John Krasinski is just showing up. That means he's going to have like a whole role. Right, they're not giving We're him not two done. lines. We're going to have a bunch like, of courtrooms. And he's right. shattering everybody. Right. Oh, and, 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 and I guess I guess the reason that she added that was for people to... to she wants it P- to be she, like they got she, off, right? Yeah, you she, know, wants she wants to feel the injustice, injustice so that they feel yes. the injustice today. But my thing is, if that's the real goal, if the real goal is to change the hearts and minds of people who are not already advocating for this stuff, then you have to do it in a much more deliberate and obvious way than it was done in this film. Because for me, like you were saying, because and like you're saying, because it's a period film, I don't think people who don't understand what's happening today are taking this incident and going, I think... Th- I can just hear them. I can hear them right now. I can hear them right now saying, did you see the Eric Gardner video? It has nothing to do like that. Eric Gardner was resisting. Did you see the other video? Like, uh, did you see the video of Philando Castell? Those people were resisting. Oh, yes. The the boy in Ohio, like, that was tragic. But what can you do? He had a toy gun. They ran up, like, they came on him. They saw the gun. They shot him. What do you want to, what do you want them to do? It happened in a split second. It's totally different. All the things today. And and, and the reality is, it is true. It is different. Because the stuff that happens today, usually at least at least the the high profile incidents that we have videos of mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean those incidents are usually because like these cops are making these split second decisions right because they're so fearful of their for their own life without even thinking about the life of the person that they right and they've been arrested. empowered in such an in, in such way. a way that that it's like it's like hey if you make a mistake it's cool we all got your back because we know you were just trying to do your best whereas these characters these cops we see in the beginning them run a black man down, shoot him in the back. So we know that they don't have the best intentions at heart. So when they see this, when they see this incident, they're like, yeah, but these cops are different because they weren't fearful of their life. They were just terrorizing them because they were on a power trip. The National Guard knew it. That's yeah. why they left. Right. And you know what I mean? It's like, it's such like, a completely different thing that you're, yeah. what you're, the main thing she was trying to do, I'm like, it doesn't work with this movie at all. Like, it doesn't so, work with this incident. But it's, and it also doesn't work because she, but this is a dramatization of what happened. Like, they had control. They could have, they could have made different decisions. Like, the, the fact that this begins with, like, basically everything happens because Jason Mistral, he says these words, they'll never know who's doing this. So, when they go in and there are five people in there, yeah it, yeah, it could be any one of them, right? Like, and then they terrorize them and it's a horror movie, but right, right. it could be any one of them to them. Mm-hmm. So like, that, like there's the grain of, of like, probable of the fact that he weirdly gives him justification. Just be sure, yes, because sure, yeah, he, sure. and yes. he shoots so many times right. that like, right. yeah, somebody in that house did that. Somebody in that hotel did that thing which gets right. back to my yeah. Hellraiser analogy it's like well you called out yeah. Pinhead what do you expect yeah, John's gotta yeah. go let's say bye to John yeah. I gotta go see you, man Gerard go off baby <laughs> <laughs> well, now, before you leave this movie gets nothing right yeah well you get like oh yeah we had to give it oh in terms of the yeah there's a crossover no episode. I still would give it a white palm yeah yeah, yeah. I would give Chris it Chalk's in it Amari Cheatham's in it it still gave I mean it gave some chance of like getting my man. it put my man on the map he's gonna get some rolls off of this yeah sure I don't like the movie but I would still give it a white palm I give it the what was the last thing oh I mean Krasinski anyway the haircut I don't know I will say this I'll say this after I watched this movie I was like I am interested why she chose this, but I guess it was because of this p- police brutality thing. But and I think there are also- so many horrible things that are on a much larger scale that, like, 
white people have done to black people in this country that I'm just like, it's so interesting the ones that like people pick. Out. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's also black people who don't get to pick it. So yeah. I'm just, uh, I guess what I'm saying, like, it's really interesting to be like the ones that like white filmmakers attach themselves to that I'm just like, oh, that one. I'm like, I have a bunch of stories by the way. You know, there was a whole town in Oklahoma that oh, was don't a, bring a black striving black town that just Rape, Yo, like, someone should do a movie on People Black just Wall destroyed that entire town. All right, anyway, that's all I got to say. Bye. <laughs> hey, yo, Thank you, we, someone should. All right, this is my John. I, I, I theorize that this movie, I think that you could make this movie into a good movie. I think this was, in theory, uh, a movie that she should have done. I think one simple change would have made this movie better. What's it's your like change? not have the racist white dude be the lead. I like, because to me, it's like, again, I'm have them be more anonymous, more like these, like, like just, people yeah. just come you just, in you just and you don't have no see idea who these people are. You just want are, them right? to be like boogeymen. Yeah. You want them to just That's be like, it. that right. is it. Because Poulter's looks like a boogeyman. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> yes. he's a, but it's so tricky because I feel like, you know, my family's from the South and I bring this up a lot where it's like, you know, if you watch the news and this goes for both like CNN, MSNBC, like Fox, all these networks, they make it seem like there's such a crazy divide. And most of the time it's because you don't realize that a lot of time in these small towns, people don't interact with one another. Right. So like we don't get to see like when I go visit my family, like there's black, they're white, but like they're together. So like they, they like those groups don't like people in New York or California because they're taking all the jobs and money. So like people don't know that they actually are united. Like black and white people, we we get it, like we get the shit together. Like we're we're in it together. You talked about that in your beast of southern yeah, yeah, world it's episode, like we're which all, was like really we're all the yeah, same thing. Right, right. So to me, if you need, if you feel the need to help people understand why these atrocities are happening to African Americans, paint them as <laughs> this sounds so dumb, but make us seem because we are as humanistic as possible. Sure. Show us what our family. Show them in love. Show that guy who eventually dies. Like show him really like have a moment with that white girl. Like show him like we. We have these loving moments. We are real people said when atrocities do happen to us, it has more weight to it. We're not just victims. You can feel sorry. You can feel like, oh my God, I would never want this to happen again. I wouldn't know to look out for it. I won't be able to sit there and say, oh, I'm not like that. Sure. You like, know? I, my thought I had watching it was I felt like Boyega was the character that was sort of would have been the smartest one to pin like the real kind of mm-hmm. narrative story on, right? And make it from his perspective. I think you shouldn't know anything about the fucking cops. I agree. I think they should just be, you know, like sure. forces of evil. But I also, I, I had this thought at one point because I was just playing this game of like, okay, how would I fix this? Would this work? Would this work? What are the ways to refocus or restructure this movie? And this one thought I had was, if you started the movie with the police walking through the door, right? Here they are at the Algiers Motel. Uh-huh. Here we have a group of people lined up against a wall. Here we have a group of people with guns. And you just do this Catherine Bigelow, like edgier C, white knuckle fucking terror thing. But the movie is no context prior to that. The story ends when they leave that room, but you flash out of that to each to of their lives. Exactly. Show me well, their lives. Yeah. Right. Right? Right. 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 And you just yes. go like, here's a story that's going yes. to be reduced to a bunch <laughs> of victims and a bunch a bunch of perpetrators. But let's flash out of this to give you senses of just their everyday fucking. How they got here? Because the movie doesn't do that at all. No, it doesn't. They not, do. No, it doesn't not do that at all. It does that for some. Characters, I think they do it with the Algie Smith character, but it's such yeah. a big swing of a narrative of like this is what made him give up music. R- right. Sure. Sure. It's, we didn't even it's know he was like one specific yeah. prison, Bull which wrote is this just his whole career. article. You can read it about right. how he knows. You know, he met yeah. that guy, and that was what connected him to the story. Yeah, you can find it on. I think it was but a New also, York magazine or whatever. One quick thing about that character is that yeah, they show him as like. I don't even think they make him honorable until the end of this movie. Because when you first see him, his friend seems like the honorable one because right. he's like, Dude, I got to get bread. I have to get yeah. bread, right? 
then all of a sudden, the riot is happening. They need to get out. He has his moment of song and dance, which is great, which is beautiful. Sure. The next moment they get out of here, they go back. He's kind of super selfish again. You see a lot of more like being nice to him. And the moment, the moment those white girls show up, he instantly becomes a black predator. He literally becomes, he literally becomes at that point the thing that they show in Birth of a Nation. The thing of like, oh, he sees a white woman. Oh, he's got to go. Like, sure. He instantly goes at that moment. Even so much so, when they go to that other house where everything goes down, at, he just starts making out with her. Like, legit. And that's yeah. supposed to be the guy. I feel like you're In a room of like 20 other people exactly. without really even talking to her that much. Like, you, you, yeah. you gave him that kind of thing where like you almost made him more of a villain than this cop who shot somebody in the back as they ran away from stealing food. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I'm just going to say something controversial real quick because I feel like I have to say it. But um, I don't hate that they went into Will, Will Poulter's uh, uh, story in the way that they did. I agree. I, re- I really don't. And I here's why. He's a monster. Yeah. And, I, and I really think that the movie paints him as a monster. Yeah. And I think that the more we hear his, the reasons that he's doing these things, the more he seems like a monster. The the I think the crime. Yeah, of I think the movie, if you make these characters anonymous, then you can more easily dismiss them. Yes, yeah. and mm-hmm. the crime of this movie is that we see him in in his most monstrous after everything that he's done, shoot Jacob Lattimore in cold blood, which and I find to be the most effective scene in the yes. movie. Oh, but yeah. we yeah. have oh, yeah. no idea who Jacob Lattimore which is. Which sucks. And that is the that is the crime. It's not that they went into that his backstory and and we got to see him like thinking that right. he's it's the, thinking that yeah. like because we're not killing them, he's doing the right thing. No, he's he's evil. And then after all of this, he does his best to just get off. So like he's a, he's a he is a villain and he is sure. more of and a he's villain because they didn't at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. because because they didn't just. Uh, make him like a, a faceless sort of like villain character throughout like the, the going into that was good but you want but every not, other character to have that exactly, level of detail or, yeah, or, sure. or it's just unbalanced for, yes. yeah it's very unbalanced yes that, very no, you're, you're right I want to stick up right. for John Boyega as the Brit in the room oh, sorry no, I know I'm, <laughs> I'm just sorry. sorry I just want to because I can't obviously I grew up in Britain where police brutality is, is a, a big issue too. I, I mean, but I, I'm not really the one who could talk about it, but he has talked about it. It's interesting hearing him talk about it. Talked about the Rashad Charles incident, which is like a really recent, terrible incident where a black kid in London was restrained for no reason and died. You know, like same, the same shit does kind of happen. The yeah. difference is UK cops don't have guns. And so that obviously Hear me out. that changes this, the and scenario. This is my thing. I, I, and obviously the American, you know, it's no, a it's very tough, particular. It's a very experience. tough conversation because, of course, everyone knows the summer. This whole thing happened with Sam Jackson, and I, I agree. Black people all over the like world sure, sure, deal sure, with sure, the sure. same thing. Right, right. It's just that for some reason, when it comes to American Hollywood movies, we are never given a chance. I think that. Right. That's think that's interesting right. to point right. out. The other weird thing is Will Poulter's also British. The two right. ostensible leads of this movie yeah. are British, yeah. which is... I was thinking about that, too, odd. and I was like, are they doing that to sort of... Are we supposed to now distance ourselves? <laughs> like, I, mean, I assume she yeah. just thought, another. like, these are good the best, actors, yeah, I want to use that. them, but, like, it is a little weird that the two main characters are played by British actors. I don't know. It, it is strange. 
Especially because Will Poulter's like, doing that very affected accent, you know, like he's the doing the draw. And, yeah. and I want to make sure I want to clarify because I feel like you know we get famous this this this, this episode. <laughs> this this episode. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I've got a couple, but I'm yeah. trying try to clarify all the ones where I know it's going to come back to get me. Don't worry, Fox News does the same it. thing on I, our podcast. Do it every yeah, single just, episode. No, but I feel like, but I feel like there is a thing where it's like you know there there are certain things that I I think that it would be different if we just had a chance. So we we saw what it would be like if a black guy got to play a certain part that is inherently something that we deal with every day. Well, and, yeah, and look, yeah. I'm just curious to know no, what I, it would look and, like. And, and I think that like it was a mistake to, to only give pieces of the script or have actors have the, have the, your, your biggest uh, source of black input in the movie, not have an understanding of what the whole the larger thing, thing they were saying. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like there would have been a lot, there would have been pushback. There would have been, you know, character sure. input, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff that we didn't get. But I feel like the, the three of us are actors, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you famous, though. Uh, yeah. He's famous though. Three of us are actors, he's, but you're famous. You're famous Where? though. Come on. You're in my subway station. Yeah. Uh, every you, day I get you out. at the airport. <laughs> I was at the Toronto Film Festival. He went for the Toronto Film Festival in the Scotia Bank, where where we see all the movies. They play three trailers on a loop. It was like Flatliners, The Tick. There was a third one. First, so I watched you over and over again. Griffin's face is like, this is not what I wanted. He's not into this. Sorry. Let me restate. Okay. Draw James. The three of us are the three finest actors of our generation. Right? <laughs> I love this. I love this. This I is known. This. this is known. We are the three this. finest actors of our generation. Great. I love this. I love this. Yep. You want to be able to play parts that are outside of you. You want to be yeah. able to get the chance to play circumstances that are different than what you have lived through. But I also think sometimes you see performances where you're just like, wow, that is such a specific moment that clearly could only be realized by someone who has felt that, has lived yeah. through that. Things that are very, very, and I think you put it so well, that shift you feel in physical tension yeah. when a cop's around, right? Yeah. That's something that I, I think is just, it's a tiny, innate behavioral moment that would speak volumes if you saw that depicted on screen. And that's like, not to get lofty about it, but the power of movies where you're able to put a microscope on these little things yeah. and make other people understand them for the first time. And there are things where it's like, look, you, you can't say that a British person can ever play an American person, no, this or that. Sure, right. but for I mean, no, one's, stories, no one's saying that. I want to be clear. Uh, yeah, I, right, I, wasn't right, trying, I just wanted to at least I'm, I'm point to out Boyega's time to Thank you. Thank you. Please. I'm not saying yeah, it. Right, just, right. Thank you. But thank it is, you. you know, certainly with certain stories and certainly the, the bigger conversation is just, as you said, like, why do Americans never get to tell those stories? Like, that's the biggest thing. And you want to see people get those chances. We should wrap up. We should two up. things I want to do just because yeah. of time. That was me One, helping you. Thank you for it. So Did you watch the movie? <laughs> I thank you so much. We've had five people in the studio. Obviously, Ben hasn't really. But Ben, did you even see the movie? No. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Just wanted to get that in we there. We started this mini series, and Ben was like, "You know, Detroit. It's only going to be playing for like another week. It's yeah, right. Really Detroit hard. vanished from theaters very pretty fast. fast, very quick. Yeah. And we were like, definitely, Ben. We you were like, do Ben, don't not need you to don't see this. And being yeah, in the room and hearing totally you guys fun. talk about it, yeah. I'm really glad because it sounds like everyone's really angry. <laughs> you would have been uh, here. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I mean, uh, I want to play the box office game. That's the other thing. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so this, if you guys want to join in on this, because yeah, we, we rarely do this recent, recent. pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Talking um, uh, in limited release, it was July 
28th? Should we do the limited? Let's or do, the, do wide. the wide. Let's do the wide weekend. Okay, so the wide weekend, it's right, is the next weekend. Mm-hmm. That's that's when it expands to uh, to three thousand theaters. Yeah. Wow. Which is crazy. And let's After also, one week in like uh, uh, 20 theaters. The other crazy thing wow. about this movie wow. is Annapurna had just been a production company. And yeah. this was their first and this attempt is them at being releasing. Like, we are a studio. Being a studio. Oh. This movie cost the movie themselves, releasing $34 it million dollars to make. It grossed 16 I guess it's still technically in theaters, but I it's, mean, that's where it's it is. Domestically, it's only 16 Domestically, 16 has not been released outside of the country yet. Um, wow really yeah Yeah. Uh, well releasing this movie in August was bold this is not a summer movie per se I thought they would have made it like an Oscar I thought they went for they were though that's why it's so weird that they released it in August yeah like usually this is a movie right you release this in like October November you know Oscar season trying to get buzz you know all that crap maybe you expand it slowly instead one week limited release, then wide release. Right. And they talked about it like we're trying to have our cake and eat it too. We think this can be a big box yeah. office play that then will last through the Oscars. And there's season. something admirable uh, about that. Like, especially if, if this is a better movie, yeah. but like, you know, like being like, no, no, we're not going to play the little sort of like, oh, no, it's a prestige movie. Like, this is a movie everyone should see, so we're going to put it everywhere. Right. Uh, like, there is something to admire about it, but it didn't work for this movie. Absolutely not. Uh, it opens, so it so expands to number eight. So it's not in the top five. Wow. So we're going to guess the top five. That's the box office game. And it makes oh, seven snap. opening weekend? It makes $7.1 million, yeah, okay. in, in its wide weekend. All right. uh, and, this is, and this is in August? This is <laughs> August 4th, 2017. Number one is a movie starring an actor of color. I just want to point out one more thing. What? August this year was like, like the worst August the ever. Month. Yeah. Like they didn't have remember. competition. If this movie was clicking, this it movie would have played. It and it made bad. two times its opening weekend, essentially. A little over two. Wait, right. August, yeah. what, black, what people are color? Number movies? one is, it's a new movie. It stars an actor of color. I saw it. I had a good time. Is it, is it's it, is not it the good. bodyguard? The bodyguards. Uh, it's Man's not the Hitman's bodyguard, uh, which yeah. comes it's out maybe a, a week or two later. Right? It's a franchise it's play. The dark it's tower. sort of a genre movie. It's the Dark oh, Tower. Oh, Dark Tower. Nineteen. I almost said that. Nineteen point one million. Okay, I'll let you take the next one. James. Let's play. Come on, <laughs> let's play. <laughs> excited. Now I'm ready. Okay. Idris Elba. James has removed his gloves. Did you guys see the Dark Tower? Did you do an episode of the Dark Tower? We did. The Dark Tower. The Dark Tower. I read. I. You was like the an books. avid reader of the books. I like the books too. So again, but I knew going into it that it just wasn't the lead of that movie. I knew it was that little boy. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's I, not I knew my that, favorite thing about that, that little boy. That little boy had every talking line in the trailer. I, I wish it ended said, in that movie as it does for the little boy in, in the, the first Dark Tower book. Yep. I think that, that would have been. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, but, alert. That little boy should be. Good. But I mean, I can see a studio being like, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> keep this child." <laughs> the kid just dies. And he just keeps going. He just leaves him. He just dies. He just walks away. Anyway. <laughs> Number two is kind of the out of the box hit of the summer that may is still probably the best picture front runner. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen it. Is it good? Is it good? It's good and it's, it's worth really seeing good. in a theater uh, for sure. I want to see Dunkirk. I got. What do you got? What do you, James? What do you think? No, no, I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see it. Okay. I thought I was looking for. Uh, no, opinions. I have no opinion. It's a good movie. Right. It's a good movie. Nice trailers. Nice trailers. <laughs> yeah, it is a good trailer. Great ad campaign. Number. Good ad campaign. Number three. Is just another huge front runner for best picture animated film. Okay, you're saying this facetiously. I'm saying it's not despicable me three. Oh no, no, it's emojis. The emoji, emoji movie. movie. Uh, One of the worst reviewed movies ever. Movie, which was I to America's credit, not really a big hit. 
84 yeah. million. It did okay. It the fact it made million. Yeah. The fact it made 84 million is insane. I know. Right. <laughs> but they were kids, thinking, though. I mean, put thank it this God way. it didn't make 200 million. Put it That's this my way. thing. I'm like, it was bad, but it could have been a lot worse. Right. It underperformed relative to the Angry Birds movie. Sure. Like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, they wanted more from this movie. Angry Birds crossed 100. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it flew past it. It loaded wow. up in its slingshot wow, and it flew just... past the home. Wow. You, you and John. Uh, you and John. <laughs> Angry you Birds John. made 107. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number four is definitely one of the breakout hits of the summer, also starring actors of color. Great movie. Oh, Girl Strip. Girl Strip. Girl Strip. The most profitable movie of 2017. I Girl Strip, which yeah. is a movie that cost $19 million to make, has made 114 domestic. Wow. How much? How much? Get out made a lot of money too. Get, had out, get out made a oh, ton of money. Oh, you know what? You're right. Get out, get out is one of the most. Get out only costs like five million. Yeah, get out costs so. less than five, and it made 175 domestic. Blue House this That's year has done crazy, crazy four point five. You're, you're right. Not only is Get Out the most profitable movie of the year, Get Out is like one of the five most profitable movies for in sure, history. Ever, for sure. Split did very well. well yeah. Split, Split was cost, did really well. Like, Those are made, two universal movies that cost nothing to nothing. make. Yeah, Those yeah, two yeah. movies nothing. combined cost under $10 million and made over half a billion. Bloomfield had wow. a great year this he year. He should make fucking every movie. Everyone should let him make every movie. <laughs> Bloomfield had a great yeah, year. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of a character in Home Again. Jason J- Blum. Really? I mean, like, oh, is a, he? a character that's obviously supposed to be him. Not I the think. main young kid, is it? No, no, no. no okay. No, no. Wait, is he actually in it? No. Oh, oh, it's just obvious this character you is. You know, Home Again is one of those movies where it's about a struggling screenwriter. Oh, is it? Yeah. And it's like clearly the woman writing her life 10 years earlier. Every time we pitch movies. I don't know about 10 years earlier. She's 29 years old. Oh, really? Yeah, man. So then why is it? Okay. Every time we pitch movies or shows and we have Hollywood in it, they tell us no one cares about Hollywood movies. And then we're like, what about these movies? And they're like, can y'all do that black thing for a whole season? And I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> well, yes. How many oh, times does that happen? Entourage, seven seasons. I'm like, okay. All right. So I put my seven head down every seasons time. of Extras, later two, three seasons. Sorry, right. go ahead. Uh, Number again. five. Number five. Yeah. yeah. Also starring an actor of color. Wow. Uh, it's a thriller. I think it was made like a while ago. Finally came out. Uh, is it is it Kidnap with Halle it's Berry? Kidnap. Oh, wow. That's a, a movie that already doesn't exist. Wow. Considering <laughs> that that movie basically doesn't exist yeah. and got terrible reviews. It was supposed to be released three years earlier. Like there were posters and everything. Yeah. That was a relativity yeah. bankruptcy movie. Yeah. Wow. Uh, still made $30 million on no, a $20 yeah. million dollar budget. But we already probably, forgot it existed. Oh, people Wait. rent it. I don't know. Yeah. Kidnap. Yeah. Is that, like, is that like her um, Taken? Exactly. Is she like they're like yeah. fighting people? And they made it right after Taken. It took this long to come out. What? You should have took the Taken. Yeah. Going to Taken with uh, her. She hadn't been in a movie since X-Men Days of Future Past, wow. which she's barely in. Yeah. So like her wow. last like starring role is The Call from 2013. Which is the same movie. Right? Which is yeah, a pretty, pretty similar movie. Yeah. And then right, she is she, in Kingsman this year. Uh, which I just I just saw it two days ago. Well, I mean, she's in it. She's in it. She's she, not giving much. She's ginger not. ale. Ginger ale is kind of in it. She's uh, right. behind the desk. You know, what? maybe in a sequel she may have something to do if she is in a sequel. Right. Which they, Kingsman they Two probably, does a lot of that. Like, uh, well, this will actually let yeah. them do something in the next well, movie. Well, you see, yeah. also they, they straight the up admitted movie. they were like, yeah, Channing Tatum was gonna be the Pedro Pascal right. role, and clearly then he was busy. That role yeah. is supposed <laughs> to be clearly. So we just had clearly. to put him on ice. Right. They wrote that to be one character and right. then he was like oh I booked something else a vacation with Sorry, my family guys. yeah 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 can you put I mean, me literally sense. on ice yeah for the majority He's of on this ice. film yeah that makes uh, so total that's the top sense. five that's yeah. the top five guys uh, you know six what o'clock? I think Thanks we gotta, for we I will say this though I don't listen to podcasts you guys are the only ones I listen to so oh. you should feel good about that that's great I, listen, I literally listen 
to no other ones because they usually annoy the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> like, <legit>. <laughs> Even <laughs> though we have our own. But yeah. oh, I usually yeah. never listen. Because I'm like, you know, you listen to your own podcast? Yeah. No. I don't like hearing my voice. I hate I hate my voice. I only listen to it when that people get offended. You guys are on a problem with like, the resonance of your voice. That's it's not even voice. what you say. Right. You, just, yeah, no, hate... you dislike the tonality of your own voice. Exactly. I will go See, back. I think you got a great yeah. voice. I will go back if someone <laughs> says, like, you offended me. I will go back and listen to it. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Maybe this was out of line. Or like, I will try to. But if people call me out all the time, so I will go back and like. I do the same it. thing. I mean, I don't get called out. I get a lot of hate, just general hate. <laughs> uh, but then I go back <laughs> and listen so to great. it, and I, <laughs> right? I, it's, I'm in pain for a lot of reasons. They don't like what I'm saying, and I don't like how I'm saying. It. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so you want to, you want to argue with them? Yeah. You're like, I also dislike yeah, listening like, to me, but for different words. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> if you wrote out what I'm saying, I would agree with. I would, agree, I would, I would agree with that. I would stand then, by. <laughs> can I ask you a question though before I yeah, leave? Please. Now, now that you're famous, <sighs> yeah. You, no, this is this is like legit question. Okay? Sure. We're, we're gonna wrap time. up here. We haven't even yeah. done our Bigelow rankings, though. We'll oh, do that. No. Let's do that on on our family episode. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm sorry. No, we can write. This is, no, no, but we, you're right. I think because we we'll just I, do I it think, later. Yeah. That'd be yeah. real. Do you like having a podcast? You guys critique movies and stuff. Do you ever feel like you like can't it's say very bizarre? It's or? very bizarre. I mean, I've told this story before, but you know, I I knew Ben because we did a, a podcast for the Chris Gethard show, like a recap podcast, and that went on for a couple years, and then we stopped doing it. And I really want to do another podcast. And I was talking to my agents about it. And they were like, well, you shouldn't do a podcast about movies because you're going to share all your opinions and it would probably be bad. Like, that's clearly yeah. the thing you have the most to say about, but it would probably be bad for your career. And then I started doing this. And when I started doing the show, I, like, had gotten fired off of Mulaney. I was, like, being given nothing to do on vinyl, which seemed like a sinking ship. And I was like, yeah, this might, like, this might not be going anywhere. I might just double down on like right. stand up yeah. and doing this uh -huh. podcast and not try to really be like getting hired by big production. So who gives a shit? And then this podcast has been like charting the arc of me actually getting like s some modicum of yeah. like <laughs> oh, a career no. under actor. my feet. But I've tried to not like pull punches in that mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. The way I always justify it and I feel like I, I certainly feel this kinship with you because mm -hmm. I hear you say stuff on your podcast where I'm like, I love that he's not holding back, right. despite the fact that he's trying to work in this industry, which is my basic philosophy. But it's like, if you really feel that strongly against something, you would be lying to yourself if you then went in and like said like, oh, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege and tried to work for them. You know, like the directors that I shit on, on this podcast, I would feel like a bullshit artist if I was hired by them to be in their movie, even if I hadn't said that stuff on mic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sort of my rationalization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it. I don't. You're gonna get cast in like a Trevor. Movie I know. I'm, I'm probably. This is oh, gonna bite so me in the ass someday. But that's my rationalization. I say, I say okay. Can we, can we, I say the same thing all the time. Right. I literally go like, one of these days this is gonna come but back to thing, get me. But, but the, and the thing with that though is like Trevor knows that people don't like some of his movies. Right. If well, not. does he? Yes. I heard he, that he, he knows sure now. He knows now. He knows. I don't know if he knew. I mean, not before Star Wars. He had to know that. Jurassic World was polarizing. No, he knew he he did because he had defended things. Like people would ask him, "Why did you do this?" So he would defend it. So I guess he knew a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. I think he, he he thought the book of Henry was going to be a hit. Right? Do, you, do you know what I think though? And mm -hmm. I I feel like I'm always lying to myself, but I repeat this to myself all the time. Is mm -hmm. like the justification for like stand you know by by your your opinions. You know, yeah. like speak openly on the podcast, share your thoughts. Is like yeah, maybe it'll cost me a couple jobs. 
but someday it's going to get me the job that matters. Yeah, that's like, true. I imagine oh, yeah, like Spielberg's yeah. going to call and be like, so first of all, I love blank check. And I'm like, there we go. <laughs> I think that's what drives guys like you and I to yeah, be it's like, hope. It's a little bit of the hope one that. person you actually respect is yeah. going to be like, I'm hiring you because you said that movie was right. bad. Spielberg calls. I mean, honestly, I would die. I'd be like, yeah, what's up? What's up, Spielberg? <laughs> guys, we got to wrap up. Uh, I'm sorry to push it. It's yeah, just, no, no, no. Ben's no, got to no, go to the chiropractor. Literally, we care about what's happening to your body. Yeah, Ben's got to get his James has to coach. I do. We're, we're all very, very busy. Well, we have I'm going to go walk in the park. Probably going to get a bagel. I might get a bagel. Yeah, let's let's take a walk. But thank you so much for being on the show. Everyone should listen to Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood if they aren't already. Please do. What's wrong with you if you aren't listening? Yeah. Um, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to Ange Fergudo for our social media, Lane Montgomery for our theme song, Pat Reynolds and Joe Bowen for our artwork. Ben looks like he has something to say. Uh, tune in next week for our episode on Justice League. That's right. Oh, next That's week right. we'll be Next Justice week we're doing League. Justice League, so we can talk about it then. We're wait, recording wait. these in hey, advance. Hey, hey, we'll wait, do wait, the Bigelow one there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all doing, doing Justice League? Yeah. yeah. They won't let me do it because, you know, like... Because Cyborg yeah, Cyborg's not the lead. Yeah, can, like the I lead mean, character. I mean, if y'all, if y'all want like a, a Batman aficionado... I'm just saying. Maybe we'll bring you back here in two months from when we're recording <laughs> yeah, this like, episode. Like, you know, that like, will then actually be released next week. But yeah, good call, Ben. Too. Good call. Yeah. Setting good that call. out. Justice and League is next. Happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Because this is coming out around wow. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're looking far into the future <laughs> <laughs> on this one. Who knows uh, what secrets will uh, be held for us in that world. Uh, and, and as always... Hancock's a good movie. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah, yeah. I stand I'm by that. 100% Hancock's a good movie. Flowers are my game. Doesn't make any sense. Well, that's just, I mean, what? You're a sins? candy guy or a flower guy? Candyman's my last name. Oh, okay. That was okay. the name they picked at, at Ellis Island. We were Candy Manowski. <laughs> and then my, my great-great-grandparents picked Candyman. Right. Uh, so Don't how- hold my name against me. It's not like I fucking chose it. <laughs> no, it's great. But I'm I, sorry, I get defensive no, because like, I care about flowers, and everyone thinks I'm coming with candy, and I'm not. I'm Dan Candyman, and I love flowers. I'm a pro for flowers. Sure. Uh, tell us more about yourself, Mister Candyman. Well, look. Uh, <laughs> you ask me. This is the worst. Hey, you're laughing to my face. I'm no, a professional you're here. Right, you're right. I'm a pro flowerman. You are. My name's Dane Candyman. I demand to be taken seriously. <laughs> we have to do this again. <laughs> this is insane. Why are you laughing? No, no, no. To I my got, face. I call it quits. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> this is not a good idea. Right. I just came up with our breakthrough character. We're going to sell a Dane Candyman animated series. <laughs> okay, ready? I'm ready. Are we going to be professional about it this time? Yeah. Are we going to behave ourselves? Probably. Because I came here to sell flowers, and I'm going to do a fucking addery. Stop swearing. Okay, ready? Yep. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Oh, can you get that, Ben? I I actually ordered delivery. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Hi, hi, how's it going? Who can plant a (laughs) 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 room? All that shit about being professional. Okay. 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 I'm going to be very serious this time. Jesus. Okay. What a situation. Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong. Ding dong. (laughs) God.
eyes. I didn't see his face. <laughs> you should have started the first time we had something good going. Okay. Oh, God. Oh. His face is just full of tears. Oh. <laughs> so when I looked at him, I wasn't prepared for Okay, that. don't look at Ben. No, I'll look at him. It's fine. Okay, All right. ready? Right. Yep. Oh. Do you chill out? Oh. You're weird. Oh, chill oh, out. God. God. No, killing me. And you're telling me this isn't a good bit. Look at how, I mean, we're going to make fucking Candyman t-shirts. Okay.